So, Birdo, on Sunday, two days from now, is the Oscars 2020. Oh, and my I, gosh. Why I, are they so early this year? They are early. They're a couple, couple weeks early. And so I thought we would go over, uh, in our typical way, uh, as a preview to the Oscars, talk about all the movies, do some side tangents, um, and maybe not even talk about movies for a little bit. Yeah. But let's do that. What do you say? I love it. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. My name is Umberto Casagna, and I manufacture shiny statues for award shows. So let's talk about Oscar Best Picture nominations. There are nine this year. Uh, let's go one by one. Ford v. Her- Ferrari. Have you seen it? No, sadly. Well, uh, I gave it a six out of ten, which means oh. that it's not great, but it, but Whoa. it's but it's fine. It's watchable. It's a net. But for an Oscar movie, right? Um, I don't really understand <clears throat> why it's nominated. I mean, I guess I kind of understand. You know, the Oscars tends to be an older, wider crowd, and, sure. and I could see because it's an it's an it two kind white of, guys battling it out. Yeah, and that with older white guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, not that that's the indictment. It's more like. This is a pretty clean movie. Yeah. It doesn't have rough edges to it. It doesn't really ask a lot of the audience. Definitely want to see it still. I mean, I like both of those dudes. Yeah. So. If there's something I really like, it's Christian Bale. I mean, okay. without him, this movie would have been, I think, like nice. half the movie it was. It's an interesting story, too. Like, afterwards, I Googled it, and I was, like, surprised oh. at how much of this was actually historically accurate. Wow. So, you know, for someone who doesn't follow racing... Um, I was uh, impressed with like just how the details and how dangerous it was for oh, them, you sure. know, and how much how much sort of I don't know. You just have so to is put Patrick Bateman the driver? Yeah, he's the driver. Yeah, uh, James Mangold, okay. who uh, ha- also did I'm trying to pull up my <laughs> my list here because um, I kind of want to take a little bit and look at look at these. Look yeah. at these creators. He sure. just he just directed. He right. He made Logan. <gasps> oh, walk, Logan. walk the line. Oh, I like that. Um, let's Both see. Good movies. Yeah, he made Three Ten to Yuma, which I really. Oh liked. yeah, you you really love that movie. I loved it until like I think the end. At what point? At which point I was like, eh. I've never seen that one, but I um, heard he good directed Copland. Do you remember? Copland? Yes. That's uh, Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. Yeah. I recently rewatched that. It holds up. Yeah. And Girl Interrupted. Uh, so, you know, he has quite a... Wait, quite is a, Girl Interrupted the one with... Um, Winona Ryder? Oh, and Ange- Angelina, Angelina Jolie, Jolie right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, The Irishman. Have you seen that? Yes. How many out of 10? Oh, man. I'd give it an eight. Okay. I gave it a seven. Uh, I could give it an eight, but I, I gave it a seven. I thought it was, I, I liked it. When I first started watching it, I did not like it. Okay. Um, so it took a little while to. Yeah. Cause it's pretty slow overall. Oh yeah, definitely. And it, I was expecting more of a casino. <clears throat> good, right. Good fellas. More stylized, more, more stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, ca- casino. Sure. Good fellas. Um, What's the other Scorsese movie? Obviously, you know, Wall Street. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, the boxing heat, movie. Uh, not no, heat, he didn't make uh, it. No, no, I know. The, the Departed. Departed, yeah. right. Departed is one of my favorite movies. These are all fast-paced. You know, Scorsese's known. Yeah. Now, I get it. Uh, he has this sort of luxury with Netflix to kind of 
allow it yeah. to be three and a half hours long because yeah. Netflix isn't going to push back on that. And the way you watch Netflix is such that, you know, you could put it down and come back to you yeah. the next day, you know. And so... Uh, Although I will say, in its credit, I tried that. I was only going to watch half. Oh. And then, and it was late. And I got to the halfway mark and I'm like, uh... Ten more minutes, just ten more. And then, like forty minutes later, I'm like, okay, once the courtroom scene is done, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. And by by the end, I was like, I guess I'm watching the whole thing. Well, that's a, that's a sign of a good movie right there. Yeah, you know, a movie that uh, you're like, well, I'll, I'll piecemeal this, and then yeah. you're like, no, no, I gotta watch this. Yeah, that's what Leaving Neverland was like for me. I was just like, right, I'm only gonna watch ten minutes of this. Yeah. I don't have time, and I ended up watching almost the whole thing. Um, Irishman uh, got Best Picture nom, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, and two Best Supporting Actor nominations for Al, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. Robert De Niro did not receive a nomination. Yeah, he got a little, which I think snubbed. makes sense to me. Uh, I thought uh, I liked. I liked. I was actually surprised because I haven't liked Robert De Niro in any production in a Recently, long time. Yeah, yeah. He he. Uh, even in dramas like um, the, I don't know if it's the intern or he, he he's a he's he has to, as an older person he has to go back to work and he becomes an intern. I just thought oh, yeah, his, yeah. his acting was just terrible, yeah. or the directing or the writing or something. But I thought Robert De Niro actually did really well in this, and I thought Al Pacino and Joe Pesci were amazing. Yeah, um, in this, I I yeah. mean it's been a while since I've seen Al Pacino and Joe Pesci with the the knowledge of a character so well. Yeah. Even though Al Pacino looks nothing like Jimmy Hoffa. Right. Uh, I forgave that. he did such that. a good... Oh, I'm yeah. unbelievable. And Joe Pesci's character, I've never seen him play a character like That's this. That's true. Where he was like the calm... Like, right. You know, these little these little subtle... He's usually the firebomb. Yeah, he's... You know, he's talking to Al Pacino. It's like, yeah, well, you know... You know, he, he yeah. he's like, I get it, but, you know, it. we have to... Hey, sit down, sit down. Yeah, come, come on, on come let's, on. let's take it... Yeah. Like, it, and with, of course, Scorsese's permission from Netflix, he just had time oh, to yeah. really let these things breathe. And and, and so I, I liked it a lot. Um, but again, I thought that um, it there wasn't really a lot there for me to kind of go, huh, you know. Did was, you know a lot of the story beforehand? I didn't. I okay. looked it up later. Because for me, that was one of the appealing parts is not having grown up here. Maybe that's part of it. I never like knew about Hoffa. Period. Now I've heard I've heard the name over the years and stuff, but I just knew so little that I found it really informative and shocking. I was like, "Wait, what? This has to do with Kennedy and and the Cuban stuff?" And like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I was just shocked. Yeah, the CGI was on the borderline for me. Really? Well, because they took. Okay older Robert yeah. De Niro, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, and made them look younger. Yeah. I thought and it was good. I, I thought it was... It, I, I, I could see through it, which kind of bothered me hmm. on one level. The other level was um, I couldn't tell what age they were trying to make them until later when I looked it up what the storyline was. They were trying to make Al Pacino look like he was in his 20s or 30s or something, okay. which... He he didn't look like, like yeah, yeah. the CGI did just enough to make him look not quite right to me. Yeah, while also making him not look the youth uh. that they were trying to make him look. To me, I'm huh. like, you know, either don't have those young scenes, 
or just get other actors. Like in, I feel like we used to do that all the time. Yeah, of course. Like, like with Goodfellas, for or example. like The Godfather, where right. it wasn't Marlon Brando being CGI'd. It was it was Robert De Niro. Yeah. In Goodfellas, the young uh, uh, is a different Ray, kid. It's Ray, a kid. Ray Liotta yeah. is, is is he's like a fifteen oh, year old right. kid. Yeah. He uh, is a different different yeah. actor. I, I, I don't see the problem in that, and right. it doesn't. It, it's a little distracting because it's not the same person. But when I'm, you know, when I'm looking at someone's face and their eyes, you know, that uncanny valley thing. So for you, it didn't. It was okay. I was okay. Were you I watching on a didn't. small screen? Well, no. I mean, no. I mean, not the movie. I didn't go to a movie theater. Yep. It was on a, but not a small TV. Okay, a big TV. Yeah, I thought it was. <clears throat> I, for me, I liked it, but. You know, whatever. Yeah. It's not like I couldn't tell. It's just more like it didn't bother me. I like the psychology in this movie in that the by the end, and really the theme throughout was the judgmental daughter just <laughs> looking at him like, yeah. you know, that, that complexity that isn't usually included in the, uh, you know, stories like this that Scorsese yeah. usually makes. And that in the end... Which I which I really loved the final shot where you you're looking <laughs> at a very old Robert De Niro uh, playing this older guy and he's in a in a old folks home or yep. whatever you want to call it sitting in a chair by himself all alone all alone and he kind of knows it yeah and it's quiet and then the movie just ends yeah I I thought that was uh, masterfully done yeah and uh, you know was is an interesting and all you know I'm not the first person to say this is an interesting sort of conclusion to Scorsese's career and his work yeah uh that you know raging bull for example you have these testosterone action oriented <laughs> and then you got like the casino where things are a little lavish and get out of control and then at the towards the end of his <laughs> career now he's t- now he has more this contemplative yeah. older you know, not necessarily valuing the mach- the machismo all the time, because yeah. arguably, like Joe Pesci is like the moral center of of the movie, right. and he's a calm person. You know, whereas other movies like Wolf of Wall Street, for example, uh, Ra- uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is sort of the the center, and yeah. and because he's getting away with stuff, and we kind of <laughs> like that anyway. Jojo Rabbit, have you seen it? No. Oh my God! I know. I love this movie. What do you give it? <clears throat> Nine out of ten. Yeah, uh, six six <sighs> award nominations. I did not expect to like it as much as so, I did. I gotta say, like, so what happened is I got derailed from my movie watching plans because of illness, and I'm so oh. pissed because I, I well, had you got time, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm, I'm definitely planning to watch that one. Yeah. I didn't. I I want to see Ford versus Ferrari, but I wasn't going to prioritize it. Don't bother. Yeah, yeah. Jojo Rabbit for sure. Yeah. Now I don't want to. You have undue expectations. Sure. But I didn't. I thought. In fact, I kind of avoid. This is one of the last. In fact, it might have been the last one I saw among the the nine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was like, yeah. I kind of from the previews, I was like, I kind of get the premise. It doesn't look that great. Yeah. I went and saw it, and I just was. I was giggling really i was touched wow it's a it's it's very akin to wes anderson okay but uh who is it who taika waititi oh, taika. who okay. plays hitler and okay. is the writer director he uh but he, taika waititi you know a lot of people don't know him 
until he made Avengers. you know uh, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, yeah. right? Uh, but he's been making movies like this for a long time. He made Eagle versus Shark a long right. time ago. Uh, so he's been making Wes Anderson like movies for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, um, flight of the Concords is yeah. very, very Wes Anderson style. Now you could say that Taika Waititi was, uh, influenced by early Wes Anderson, but sort of like how, uh, the lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots was accused <laughs> of sounding like, uh, Eddie Vedder. Sure. It's like after a certain while, it's like, well, you know, it's kind of his thing now, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was, like I said, I thought it was extremely funny. Wow. The The premise of the Hitler character is actually overplayed in the previews. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the, the Hitler imaginary friend is it's only... It's not that... Yeah, it's there in the beginning, but I see. but kind of quickly becomes very secondary. So this takes place during the World War II? Yeah. Okay. Essentially, it's about a kid who is growing up as a Nazi youth at the end of World War II. Got it. And for those who don't know the history, as the Germans were losing more and more troops in Russia mainly, they had to start recruiting younger and younger soldiers. And so uh, they depict that. But there, there's just some just some amazing scenes in that movie, wow. just extremely touching. Um, Would you compare it to like the the pianist or the life is beautiful or whatever it was? No, or? it's a comedy through and through. Okay. This movie is, even the touching moments are in that Wes Anderson okay. kind of light. Okay. It's a, it, it's a movie that centers around a kid's point of view too, oh, okay. you know? Um, so it's not, okay. it's not heavy by okay. any means. It's, it's funny the whole time. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great movie. <clears throat> Joker. Of course we've seen it. We did a whole yes. episode about Joker out of 10. I, oh man, what did I give it? Um, I thought it was so good. Um, I, I've only seen it the one time and I really enjoyed it. So I'm at least going to stick with a 8.5. Yeah, I loved it. I, the When I saw it the first time, I might have given it a 9. I rewatched it at home and wasn't as affected by it. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not a bad movie, but I'm just saying I'm that... I'm probably at a 9.2 then. That's probably what I gave it. I, I gave it an 8 in the end. I thought uh, it was very good. Um, it's uh, But when I saw it that first time in the theater... yeah. It was such a unexpected totally. tone, you know, yeah. that um, it has the most nominations with 11. Wow. It's pretty interesting, right? Yeah. Um, it's a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you want to hear a whole episode on that, listen to that. But essentially, you know, uh, we talk about the the mental illness portrayed. Right. The, um, uh, well, all these things. Yeah. Uh, Little oh. Women. Have you seen it? No, that's that's a remake, right? Like that's the same Little Women story from the book and the movie. Right. And the, yeah, right. It, I didn't know this, but <clears throat> this is the fourth movie about Little Women. Fourth? Yeah, there was. Oh, a, I thought there's only one. Th- there's one in the '90s with Winona Ryder. <laughs> yeah. Oh and, no, and I was talking about an older one. Oh, then there's the one with. Um, oh, I do remember the Winona Ryder one though. Okay. Now I remember Christian Bale. Jeez. Uh, and then the one in the '40s or '50s or or no '60s is with I think Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, she she plays Amy, I believe. And then there's one going all the way back to the 30s or something. Okay, so I only knew the 60s one, and I guess I remember the 90s one. Uh, this, I got six nominations. I love this movie, 10 out of 10. What? Yeah. Stop the press. Totally. Who is that? It's crazy. Because when I saw this, yeah. or when I was about to see it, I, 
I was kind of resistant, you know, and, and Stacy was like, because we we're trying to go through our movies and she's like, yeah, let's go see. It. I was like, oh, okay. It's, you know, every once, one out of 10 times I let her choose. Just so Yeah. <laughs> and so we, I went to like it. Morty. Rick gives Morty uh, every 10 adventures. He gets to pick one. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely the Rick in our relationship. <laughs> uh, and I loved it more than she did. I think I, I what was, the hell? yeah. Um, no, I, I don't even get it. Yeah. It, it, it's crap. like, well, isn't this just like a kid's book or something, like about girls? It's and for girls. I'm not sen- going to watch this. Sentimental. And and it, it is. It's all those things. But Greta Gerwig is a masterful writer and director. Wow. I mean, it. she reworks this story pretty heavily. Okay. Um, I mean, not... She doesn't break the story. In some ways, she actually returns it to its original material. So it sounds like if I should see one movie that I haven't seen... It's Little Women. I guess. Um, okay. I I don't want to, again, get your expectations too high. No, it's too late, man. <laughs> um, I thought the story was great. The characters are great. Mainly, it's the interaction of the characters. It's the the story arc of Joe, played <laughs> by Sorcerer Ronan. Uh, but the surprise actress is, is Florence Pugh. Okay. She plays, uh, you know, the youngest, of, or the second youngest, or one of the younger uh, girls in the there's four sisters in the okay. family, and she is just you know electric. And wow. I've become a bit of a fanboy of her <laughs> YouTube videos and and tweets and whatnot because she'll like you know she'll be like I just got up and I'm eating this crumpet and she just has this she's a natural <laughs> like content provider I guess oh, wow. but and this but the and it shines in her acting. Oh, by the way, um, and of course Timothy Chalamet uh, is is also amazing. Oh, okay, he, he's just incredible. Is he in other stuff? Like, is he? Or is this? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. you, you know him. He's oh. from Call Me by Your Name. Oh, okay, he was the, okay, the, okay, the, okay. the kid with yeah, yeah. Army Hammer, and he was in The King, which is a Netflix movie. Which that's I don't the think one you've you seen. told me about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was in a movie with Michael Scott as a hmm. addicted teenager. Anyway, uh, do you know how late the Oscars go? By the way. I don't. Oh, okay. But Why? they started like five, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're having an Oscar party. And it's like a three-hour thing usually. It might be longer. Oh, geez. It's It's usually like long. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. All right. So so that's Little Women. Yeah. 10 out of 10. That's crazy. Yeah, I loved it. Um, now, I haven't seen it again, so maybe I'll knock it down, but it was my favorite movie of, wow. of 2019. Marriage Story. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. So what'd you think out of 10? Oh, man, this one's tough. Because on the one hand, I thought, uh, what's his name? Kylo. Adam Adam Driver. Adam Driver was unbelievable. Yeah. To me, he actually sort of made it that the thing I didn't like, so I didn't actually like this movie that much. I would probably give it a five, mm. which is crazy. How could I give this movie a five? But here's here's the problem I had. The scenes that involved him and he was doing most of the acting, I just found so legitimate. But there were a lot of the other scenes and the, a lot of the other actors that either because of the actors and actresses or the script felt cartoonish to me. Uh, Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett, uh, the, the attorney, what's her name, from Jurassic Park, yeah. Laura Dern, uh, even Ray Liotta, and the sister, the sister felt like a cartoon character, like a different movie, like like the sister in Jerry Maguire or something, like, you know, and, and by the way, I love Jerry Maguire, but that's supposed to be kind of funny and things. This one was supposed to be like Kramer versus Kramer, which is a oh. movie that I love. Ah, now I know. 
that's why you didn't like it. Because I guess. because it which I you know, I get the indictment you have, but the movie is not like Kramer and I expected it to be too. But Kramer versus Kramer is not one of my favorite movies. Um this movie in a sense is a cartoonish version ish of, yes. of of divorce. And if you're not uh, welcoming of that tone. It's also metaphorical in ways, you know, like yes. when they're closing the gate and they, yes. they're both, there's certain moments where you're like, okay, that's not really natural at that moment, you know, where the kid's being pulled literally by both parents. I just felt that uh, Adam Driver was so authentic and I wanted more of that. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. He He definitely stands out um, I thought he was amazing. Him and Scarlett Johansson both have Best Acting nominations. Noah Baumbach, Greta Gerwig's husband or boyfriend, uh, uh, Best Screenplay, Best Picture. So this is. Did you, so do you, do you know the backstory of of Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig and Jennifer no. Jason Lee? No. So Noah Baumbach, uh, the director. Let me pull up his pedigree here. Uh, Noah Baumbach. Um, he has directed things like The Squid and the Whale, Francis Which Hall, I did like a lot. Greenberg, which I, I really liked back in the day. Madagascar 3. Um, That's probably Kicking what I Kicking and was, Screaming, which goes way back. Madagascar 3 is probably what I was not liking about this movie. The Life Aquatic of Steve Zissou. He wrote that oh. movie. Um, things like that. And... The the Meyer Meyerowitz Meyerowitz stories, huh. which I never saw for some reason. Um, so Noah Baumbach has been this director who he's an auteur, you know, like um, Spike Lee or something, yeah. who you know has his team of people and uh, actors that he typically uses, and he um, and Jamdra Jason Lee, whom you might know from Hateful Eight, yeah, yeah. or from. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yes. And sh- they were a kind of power couple. Oh. And same, similar age. And during um, a movie, uh, they both actually worked on on Francis Ha. Uh, and they, uh, so Jennifer Jason Leigh, or no, sorry, uh, backing up, it wasn't Francis Ha. No, it was Greenberg. So in Greenberg, which stars... This is all going somewhere interesting, I, I hope. <laughs> I, I think I know where this is going. Right. So in Greenberg, which stars, um, what's his face, uh, Ben Stiller, um, they they uh, cast a young Greta Gerwig as the mm. actress in that movie. And I think Noah Baumbach falls in love with a young Greta Gerwig while they're making that movie. And then there's this affair that I leads see. to a divorce I between see. Jennifer Jason Lee. And it's a nasty divorce. And it's, well, as they typically are, yeah. right? And so Marriage Story is... Is that... It, it's not... He's... And him and Jennifer Jason Lee have come forward and said, this is not a movie about our breakup, but you can't deny the parallels. Sure. Right? Um, and the fact that he uh, uh, has, in future movies, has been... You know, working with Greta Gerwig. And, right. Anyway, so um, which? Oh, by the way, uh, quick parentheses. So that part of the thing I didn't like about it is that I could feel the author. I I I could have bet good money that the author of the movie that this was a little autobiographical, and 
I, I, I liked one narrative, but it sounds like I was wrong, and then that makes me like the movie even less. One narrative in my head was that this was sort of about what happened to his parents. Hmm. And I was thinking that maybe he blamed his father without knowing the full context, and this was his way to like sort of make peace with that. But then my other theory was like, or maybe this is his story. And if it's his story, I like it less because he's making himself into the good guy and not, and basically making it feel like the woman's like unreasonable. Right. There's a lot of debate about that. Yeah. Uh, Is this uh, balanced, so to speak, between these two characters? Because you can tell it's trying to be. It's not trying to villainize one person or the other. But not villainize, but it definitely, it definitely makes him feel like the victim more. I mean, that's one way to put it. The way I received it was it's it's told from the male. You can tell it's his story that yes. he's and he's in kind of putting himself in this character while trying. And I think effectively a lot of the times extending himself into his ex-wife's shoes a little bit because um, the ex-wife doesn't come across as bad. Uh, the ex-wife doesn't come across as um, to blame for anything. I, I think it, you know, it, it just kind of depends on, on how you look at it. Um, but I think the, if people were to vote, I think most people would be in your camp. I was kind of in your camp at sometimes, but other times I was like, well, it just kind of depends. I think if he would have given Scarlett Johansson's character just a little bit more oomph, a little bit more, you know, the scenes that we had yeah. of Adam Driver where he breaks yeah. down and, uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson is, uh, you know, comforting him. Yeah. If we had a few more scenes of her going right. through some of those foibles, I think it it would have rounded it out. But of course, that's not what the movie was about, you know. And and it's not like right. when one writes a movie about a divorce, one has to fully describe everyone's experience, yeah. you know. Anyway, um, and you could also claim that he had a bone to pick with his wife and his wife's lawyer because it's yeah, kind of clear that totally. his wife's lawyer was was definitely villainized yeah. you know? I will also say and of course it's tricky working with children in a movie but they almost made it made the child be a bit unlikable to make you feel even worse for the poor father because it's like oh man the child's no longer even but like you know when I saw those scenes I appreciated that because that's the shit that happens like, the, and the worst things happen in divorces like that. I mean, kids, not because of their, yeah. their own problems, but because it's such a hard thing for kids, will take sides sometimes, you know? Yeah. They'll be like, oh, well, you know, I like mommy more. Yeah. Um, and I don't like daddy. And when I'm around daddy, it's kind of annoying, you know? But having been a child of divorce, that feels more foreign to me than what I saw in Kramer versus Kramer. Because as a child... And maybe it's just my experience. So clearly there's so many different experiences. So that might be the issue. It's just that I never looked at it that way. I always wanted my dad and my mom and I wanted them to get back together, even though it was an impossibility, Mm. you know? And, and when I saw my mom, I was supremely happy. And when I saw my dad, I was supremely happy. Yeah. I mean, there are kids who will exhibit that, but on average, not everyone. So yeah, on average kids become kind of the, the, the presentation of that kid was a very common presentation that I've seen, I see. which is like, you don't see the problems. Like there was no outward evidence that the kid was struggling at all. 
there's internal struggling, um, but they're not necessarily showing it, especially at that age. Yeah. And so uh, there's this just this kind of general, particularly if the kid kind of comes into the divorce already kind of self-sufficient and the kid kind of already had that. And you can imagine that with the parents working yeah. late and this kind of thing yeah. that he knew how to entertain himself. Anyway, yeah. it's interesting. Okay. So um, Noah Baumbach, uh, best screenplay, best picture nom, Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, best acting nominations. Um, I, I liked it a lot. I gave it eight out of 10. I thought it had some uh, very poignant scenes when Adam Driver's character is singing on, you know, karaoke, I, I really like that. I loved that scene. Yeah. Um, if, if this was if this was graded on how I felt about Adam Driver's performance, I give it a nine. Yeah, when he breaks down. Yes. Um, to me, I think in twenty years, this will be Adam Driver's swan song. Yeah. This will be that movie that um, you look back on and say, like, that's when Adam Driver proved that he was a. One of our best yeah. treasures, you yeah. know what I mean? But but I am going to upgrade it to six, because I'm feeling like a dick for going down to five. <laughs> um, I totally commend Noah Baumbach for even trying to tackle this. Uh, how many people are like, yeah, I'm going to make a movie about a divorce yeah. uh, with no happy ending to yeah. it. And uh, it's hard to make a movie like that, actually. If you haven't seen the movie out there, it's actually funny. It, it's keeps, it keeps it moving. You know, it's it's interesting. It's not uh, it's not a drag at all. Um I think if they go in with what you're saying, it's going to help. Th- thinking of it as like, this is almost a funny take or a yeah. ironic take on divorce or something like ish. ish. Yeah. It's not, it's not exactly perfectly hundred percent cinema verite. Right. Like the scene where Adam driver's character is talking to Alan Alda, the sort of nice lawyer. Yeah. And the nice lawyer is like, well, you know, you're going to have to, uh, get a place in 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 you know California. Yeah. It's like wait, wait. I thought you said that was a bad thing. Well, it is a bad thing, <laughs> but I don't understand. You know, it, it's it's. And then Adam Driver's facial expressions are so <laughs> yeah. so believable, yeah. but it's funny too because yeah. you're just you're just like yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. The ridiculous of it all. Um, and I will also commend the setup of the story in that it was hard to side with either one because you know you you got the jennifer jason lee's character she got a new job in la her family is in la and the beginning i actually really loved how it started because they're doing those voiceovers and then you find out they're at this session right and they're not reading those yet yeah i thought that was brilliant i did think the beginning was was and then when he reads hers and it's heartbreaking yeah um 1917 have you seen it no I really liked it. Eight out of ten. It's like a roller coaster ride, right? It's all one shot uh, that they piece together through you know clever things. But it's it's probably a series of like thirty or twenty different shots that are cleverly kind of spliced together. How do you compare it to uh, what's the war the the one from our boy our boy or Inception boy? Um, uh, the the... Leonardo DiCaprio? No, 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 no. Gosh darn it! Uh, Dark Knight, Inception, uh, uh, Memento. Oh, oh, um, uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Um, thank you. It's similar in its war is hell, and we're not going to have a lot of, you know, frilly moments. Chris, you know? what's his name? 
Nolan. 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 Christopher Nolan. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's similar in tone, but it's really it's it's really a unique movie uh, because it pretty much is is like a like a buddy um, travel, like a, you know a road trip movie yeah. where you have two guys who I are see. traveling to try to get somewhere. Because he's got to deliver some message, right? Right. Similar to Saving Private Ryan, but way more reduced. I feel like I saw the preview for this like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't, su- even though I love war-, war movies, for some reason the previews just made it look kind of boring to me. It- it's not. It it definitely has, it's not super exciting all the time, but the tension, especially okay. if you understand World War One, if you understand any of the history, um, it's um it's very effective. Uh, well, I know about World War One. I, I learned from Snoopy. Oh, from uh, shooting in, in the yes. aces. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you call himself? Did he, he had a Red Baron or something? The, right? the enemy was the Red Baron, yeah. right? And he was the a, the fighter ace fighter pilot. It, yeah. He didn't have a specific name. He was a World One War One flying ace. Yeah. My yeah. friend, uh, one of my only Asian friends, Japanese kid, lived in Bellevue. Uh, he had in his bedroom mm-hmm. a thing that was on the ceiling. Oh. And it was, you could turn on a switch and it would be the Red Baron chasing <gasps> Snoopy. Snoopy. Oh. Uh, flying in the air on the ceiling. You oh, know what I mean? so cool. And, and uh, like with actual propellers and everything. <laughs> and I was just like, man, oh, you're just you're cool. just living the life. <laughs> you're just telling me that you can go to your room, turn and that thing on it. and just watch Snoopy and Red Baron. I mean, <laughs> How do you possibly ever leave your bedroom? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I liked it because it limits the story uh, because of the all one shot premise. It limits what you can do with the cameras, obviously, and it. But it also limits what you can do with the acting. It limits mm-hmm. what you can do with CGI. Mm-hmm. You know, it really just reduces it to this very real uh, sense. You get this very real feeling of the movie, and. It makes it so much less. Um, it's like they're they made it non corny. Is, is just a way to put it. Like there's, I at no point was I like, oh, that's corny. Hmm. And the sets. I mean, that's that's the impressiveness because you know when they make other movies, yeah, they'll shoot one angle and they'll just make that shot with the set behind it look okay. Right. But the but if you ever see like a picture of a of a movie set, <laughs> like it all looks like shit everywhere else. They had to create an entire World War One battleground oh that traverses miles and miles because these two characters, you know, walk miles and miles. Countryside, the trenches, yeah. the the no man's land, you know, bombs blowing up, oh, uh, tanks crazy. that are, tanks that are buried underneath things, body parts, you know, uh, pools of water. You, you had to create all that, and uh, that that was really impressive. Was just you're, I'm just like I'm watching the one shot progress, yeah. and I'm like, how long are we going to walk in this trench? <laughs> You know what I mean? And you see the making of it. Yeah. It's like they had to create Holy like, you know, crap. you know, yards and yards and yards of, yeah, yeah. of trenches to shoot in instead of, you know, just shooting yeah. one particular and part re- of it. Tre- redoing it right. and whatever. Um, so, yeah, I liked it a lot. There's not a lot to say about it because it's not a very complex story. But okay. it, to me, it sort of was in the direction of gravity of <laughs> of um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant. 
Oh. You know how the Revenant, the, the story... is <sighs> pretty straightforward. It's not... There's not a huge plot to That's it. That's true. It's just kind of a survival... But there is a difference to me between the Revenant and Gravity, which I just mentioned. Because right. Gravity, to me, is even less about the story. Yeah. Like... Similar, you know, I guess, in yeah. script, but in tone, as I was watching it, I was like, I feel the way I felt when I was watching The Revenant. I see. Where you're just like, oh my God, oh yeah. my God, how are you going to get, oh, that looks oh. uncomfortable. Oh, keep going. Please oh. don't shoot him. Please let him go. You know, like you're just, you're always, <laughs> yeah. you're just, because yeah. you the vulnerability of the character. Oh, I, I, I can see that because like when I watched The Revenant, it was one of the most physical experiences yeah. I had. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Revenant was... It's not Terrence Malick, is it? Uh, it's... What's his face? It's one of... It's... It's... um, It's... What's his face? It's one of the biggies. Uh, uh, Inyarito. Ah, uh, right, 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 right. Uh, who also made... The Birdman, uh, right? Wasn't it? Babel and Amaris Peros and Beautiful... Wasn't he Birdman? Or no? Uh, was... Yeah, he's Birdman. Yeah. Right. Anyway... Um, so once upon a time in Hollywood out of 10. Yeah. Oh man. I loved that movie so much. I, I think, I mean, t- tens are hard to give, but I mean, I'm going nine for sure. That was so good. What'd you like about it? Well, for one thing, um, it wasn't actually, everyone's like, yeah, typical Quentin. It wasn't a typical Quentin movie. Not at all. It was kind of at the end. The ending. It's like, oh, by the way, don't forget, it's Quentin Tarantino. But a lot of that movie, the the pacing, the way he told the story, sh- just shows that if he wanted to, he could have range. Yeah. I'm not saying he should. I love his movies the way they are and stuff. But um, also, well, it also reminds us that his movies do have range. Yeah, and that the media yeah. focuses on right. the blood when yes. it's like. Did you actually watch the movie, or did yeah. you only watch the blood scene? Right, exactly. And then the the acting was so good. Uh, I thought Leonardo was amazing. I saw things out of Brad Pitt that I hadn't seen that much. Um, and and what's her name? M- Margot. Yeah, was amazing. Yeah, and so touching the story, and so heartbreaking, and then also like rewarding in this like. You know, they got their comeuppance kind of way. Yeah, and, right. And tragic, because at the same time, you're realizing but that's not what happened. Right. And, and the, the, well, by the way, the way they set up that time, it felt so like I was there in that time period. Yeah. And the girl actress was amazing. And Bruce Lee, the Bruce Lee scene was fantastic. There's so many things. I want to watch that movie again right now. You know, this is a rare moment where I'm actually going to bump up my uh, score to a nine <laughs> from an eight. Yes. Based on your... Yes. My your, enthusiasm. But your enthusiasm, but you're reminding me yeah. of just how much I actually enjoyed yeah. this movie and really helping me to appreciate it, the sort of classic nature of it. Yeah. Uh, that And the rewatchability of it. Oh, and by the way, I watched that documentary. In fact, after the movie, I got really into Manson. Yeah. So I watched actually... Uh, two or three different things about it, including that the movie with um, Anna Pac- not Anna Paquin, the girl from the Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they actually like in the Hollywood movie they made it so well. Like they yeah. used the same location and they made it. Right. And then the guy who played uh, Manson, like they did that well too. Everything was great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I liked it too. Uh, nine out of ten. Nine nominations. Nice. Uh, and I imagine it'll get quite a few awards. 
Um, it's, it's a hard season, unfortunately, but it's... Yeah, so it is. Bad. It is. And the last one, Parasite. Have you seen it? Yes. What do you think? Oh, my God. Okay. So this one is a tough... I, I mean, another nine for me. Another nine. Because... You know how I was saying like The Revenant was like this really physical movie for me? I don't think there's been a movie in recent memory where I was saying, what the actual fuck so many times and being like, what is happening here? Because first of all, I had no idea what to expect from the movie. I didn't know if it was like a horror movie or if it was... Right, me too. And the story is extremely unique. Extremely unique. unique. Like I've I've never... There's nothing to compare it to. No. And, And yet it's not... It's not fantastical. No. It's not unbelievable. No. The unbelievable unbelievableness comes from like this realization, this moment of realization in your brain like holy shit, that is human beings for you. And then you don't have to feel bad for these people or not because they're like an underprivileged class, but they're being so extremely deceitful and like so, Let me ask you. Uh, Stacy was really hung up at the end. We're not going to spoil it, but we'll talk a- around okay. what happened. At the very end, okay. the lead guy does something to the other guy yeah. that is a shocking. That Was that a bridge too far for Stacy? Well, she was like, why did he even do that? I right. don't get it. Was it believable? Because to me, it, it was a stretch that I didn't really notice. Yeah. Uh, but to me, it felt like, yeah, I mean, it. I, I wasn't expecting that to happen, but... There's been a buildup to that. And that was, in a way, the microcosm, the metaphor for the whole thing, because it was, it, it's all about this class struggle. Yeah. And about how different, not only like, they don't just live in different neighborhoods, they live in different realities. Right. And again, they didn't, or not again, but, but to use the word vilify again, they're not vilifying the upper class people. They actually made them c- come off incredibly sympathetic. Right. And if, well, what am I talking about? Like, it, it makes you, for a while, feel like, no, the villains are clearly these lower class people. Yeah. And yet, at the same time... You're rooting for them. You're rooting for them, and you're confronting those those incongruities. Like, look at this disparity yeah. in life. And so, in that moment, that again, we won't spoil, that moment is that, that disparity coming head to head. Yeah. I kind of felt like, because the allegory is basically so in your face yeah. but but not hitting you over the head with it but it's pretty obvious it's like oh i get it there's a message here yes. that it needed to have some allegorical yeah. climax if you will and without something happening that was very uh poignant to that clash then it would somehow lose its weight or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's a. I gave it eight out of ten. I liked it. Um, I, I wasn't in love with it the way that I was. Little Women, yeah. Once Upon a Time in in America, and Hollywood. with and with Jojo Rabbit, but but really liked it. Uh, and I just thought it was an instant classic. Uh, I was worried because uh, so many times, and and I've talked about this before. There have been Korean movies that get extremely high reviews. Yes, yes. Uh, Snowpiercer, for yes. example. Yes. And there's there's other movies too. I can't remember the name, but w- there was that monster in the city, and there's that girl. Did you ever see that movie? No. There's this giant monster. It's wreaking havoc, and there's this little girl in the sky. And you know, it's not a bad movie, but uh, people were talking about it like it was the best movie of all time. Oh. And huh. you know, and I would watch these movies. 
Snowpiercer included, and I'd just be like, not only is this, you know, like not a fantastic movie, but it's not even like a good movie, yeah. in my opinion. And so I got you were worried that it was one so of those Parasite situations. was getting all that kind of yeah. energy, and I was like, oh boy, you know, is there? It, and I couldn't figure it out because I love obviously I'm Asian, I love Asian film, yeah, yeah. I love John Woo movies, <laughs> I love Kurosawa, I love Japanese film, um, but for some reason the highly you know uh, the highly awarded Korean movies. I was always just kind of like I I don't understand why people love this. Well, so much. and I, and I wanted to see it because I thought it was a horror movie. I I, I, cause I you know Last Train to Busan the zombie movie. No, it's it's like a really good zombie movie. But uh, this movie I thought was a horror movie because Parasite. They had like yeah. the the poster has them with like their masks or something or what. Yeah, and the way it was. Uh, marketed, I think, lent yeah. itself to that. I think that hurt it. I think it did. Anyway, top nominations: best international feature film and also best picture, which I think is the first time that's ever happened. I think it's an instant classic. It's a it's great storytelling. It moves yeah. it moves very fast. It's funny. It's touching. You get to know all the characters yeah. pretty well. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a great movie. I uh, sat there. I, I many times during that movie, it felt like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode gone dark, like black dark. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the that's the nine. Uh, let's take a break. When we get back, let's talk about the snubs. What do you say? Let's do it. So, Birdo, if uh, Quentin Tarantino were to ask our listeners to become patrons of the podcast what, what would he sound like i mean like the thing is you gotta understand like the, the, in the history of cinema like they, the, there's so, so so many movies you haven't even seen like you you gotta you, you gotta go start start watching japanese movies like go back but like, go back 50 years then i'm i need you to watch like every spaghetti western and then like I, I i can't even tell you like you don't even understand movies until you've seen every single movie from every single italian director and then see all the french movies then and then go rewatch the italian directors and then whatever you do you gotta become a patron of the psychology and podcast or whatever it's called because i'm not even gonna remember what it's called <laughs> so snubs who do you think personally was snubbed for the best picture nomination can you think of any movies that were left off the list there was one that i was acutely aware recently and uh i was very upset about it actually well let me go through the list like, go to the list so i can get upset so for me book smart i haven't seen it uh i gave it nine out of ten it's one of my favorite movies of 2019 I have no idea. It was similar to when 8th Grade wasn't nominated for Best oh, Picture. Oh, right. 8th uh, Grade was a beautiful, <sighs> amazing amazing movie. Yeah. Why wasn't it nominated? Um, some people are saying Dolomite is my name should have been nominated. I kind of agree with that. I gave it 8 out of 10. I really liked it. What's Dol- that one about? It's Eddie Murphy playing a... Oh, right. It, so it, it's a great movie. Dolomite is my name, 8 out of 10. Very entertaining. True story. You, you, you were telling me about this. So it's essentially before you had um, Tommy Wiseau, mm-hmm. you had Dolomite, right. who was more prolific, made worse movies <laughs> than Tommy Wiseau had made. Um, in fact, when we do our movie night, I want to watch an old Dolomite, <laughs> Dolomite movie, movie because, <laughs> th- th- because so this crazy. movie, Dolomite is My Name, is about how... This guy who he's trying to break into uh, entertainment, yeah. stand-up comedy, and nothing's really getting off the ground. And then he discovers, uh, he on a on a kind of a whim, like I'm going to make a movie. 
and he pieces it together. The script is all wrong. Everything's this total ramshackle production. And the critics hate it. But there's this whole inner city black culture that just loves the movie and wants to see it <laughs> all the time because it, you know, it's funny to them and it yeah. sort of lives in their world yeah, somehow. Yeah. But the fight, the karate scenes, <laughs> the sex scenes are some of the most are just the worst things you, in a similar way to Tommy Wiseau right. in, in that they were kind of trying to make it serious, but it comes out as funny. Like the way you were describing it the other day, I think it was, it, it reminds me of the the Boogie Nights movie that he's trying to make. That, yeah. You know. It's very much like that. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy is electric in a way that I haven't seen him since 1986. Like we have not so seen cool. we have not seen Eddie Murphy uh-huh. be Eddie Murphy wow. since the mid eighties. He was gigantic oh my for me and my kid when yeah. I was a kid. Forty eight hours. Oh, I know. I loved Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and ridiculous. Then, then he just kind of like started making all these stupid movies, and it's felt it, you just wondered like, well, was it just a flash in the pan? Did he never really have talent? What's up? You watch Dolomite is my name, and you're like, oh, because oh, not right. only is Eddie Murphy funny in this and yeah. really, really commits and makes some really excellent choices, but it's it has depth to it in a certain way as well. Yeah, uh, uh, it's it's a it's it's like him older. Yeah, that you know, it's happened with a few comedians that when they have their own children. They like feel some yeah. like ah, I shouldn't be doing that raw stuff. Like uh, Robert Downey Jr. with yes. with Doolittle. Yes. Uh, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, like that's the movie you do after the MC. You could do anything you oh, want. Jesus, I know, right? Anything, anyone, and you choose to remake Doctor Doolittle <laughs> with an English accent or something. Oh anyway. my gosh! Yeah, the, the previews <clears throat> look awful. Uh, the farewell. Have you seen it? No. It's about. Uh, it, it stars Aquafina. She What's is, Aquafina? She's an actress and oh, okay. a, a rapper, I think. Oh, okay. And she, a uh, Chinese-American who uh, goes uh, back to China because her grandma is diagnosed with a terminal illness. Oh. But no one in the family wants to tell her. Oh, I saw the preview. I remember seeing the preview for this. Yeah. And Aquafina's character is like, why aren't we going to tell grandma? Yeah. Like, I love my grandma. She should know. And everyone's like, no, no we no, can't no, tell no, her. No. And it doesn't have much of a plot beyond that. Okay. And the movie <clears throat> is touching. And as an Asian American, I obviously am made, or the, this movie is made for people like me. <laughs> but I didn't think it was that great. Uh, people are thinking it's, you know, they're like, hey, it was snubbed in the Oscars. And it's like, okay, hmm. I guess. But I gave it six out of 10. Which means I liked it. Yeah, it's yeah. worth watching, but not an Oscar. But I wasn't amazing. I mean, it, yeah. it's you know, it's a it's a fine movie. And honestly, there's just something about Aquafina that kind of bothers me. You did you see Crazy Rich Asians? Yes. So she's she's the funny one. Oh, I see. Okay. So uh, <clears throat> the rich, rich. I mean, they're all rich, but yeah. she's already rich, right? And she um, <clears throat> just doesn't. I don't know. There's something about her acting that just kind of. It's a little over the top I or see. something, but she does. She's not over the top in the farewell. I just think that you know it's a fine movie. Good Boys, which you have, probably haven't seen. No, it's about. Oh wait, yes, I did. The thirteen-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? I love it. Yeah, yeah. I gave it eight it out really of ten. Um, might have even give it nine out of ten if I could be convinced. But um, another movie that's completely not on the Oscar radar: 
a wonderful movie. There's just something about I think it's like Booksmart, Good Boys, the yeah. the older white Oscar they don't get voters. Those. They don't yeah. Like but these thir- like the like eighth grade, eighth grade yeah. yeah. Uh, Knives Out. Have you seen that? No. Is it good? So it's not as good as people are talking uh, about okay. it, in my opinion. Because it's, it's, it's by the guy that ruined yeah, Star Ryan, Wars for everyone. Ryan Johnson. <laughs> it's a great movie. I mean, I it's odd in that it's not a remake yeah. or a sequel. It's just a just a new movie, yeah. you know? And it's entertaining for sure. And it's like a murder mystery or something. Classic murder okay. mystery. Not that complicated. Oh, okay. Like it's, it, it doesn't have 10 twists. So why do you think people are loving it? Well, I think it's like a breath of fresh air oh. because it's light and funny and, oh. and easy. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, the, and the performances are great. I just threw up a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, Colette, uh, what's her face and, uh, and, uh, Don Johnson, uh, <laughs> and James Bond is in it. You know, it's, it's, it's a great movie. Uh, I gave it seven out of ten. Okay. Definitely entertaining, but okay. Um, you know. Okay, well, seven is not bad. Okay, so I should see it. Rocket Man, <gasps> right? Don't that you think was, that was last year? Yeah. Don't you think that should have been yeah, nominated that for best have been picture? Something. I mean, if if the um, if the Queen movie was nominated, right. shouldn't this have been nominated? That's true. Queen was what the royal f yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody was nominated. Yeah. This was not nominated. Yeah. That's crazy. He he did such an amazing job. Yeah, and he the and he wasn't nominated either. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Taron Egerton. That's really um, Queen and Slim, which I have not seen, but I want to see it. You might have seen the previews. A uh, uh, black couple get into a scuffle with a cop and they okay. and they kill him, and then they kind of go on this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. With the guy from yeah. uh, the get. Get out or yeah yeah yeah, uh, and I want to see it. It looks yeah. great, but for whatever reason, I didn't get around to it. Another movie that I just loved, which I know is not ever going to get any Oscar attention, is Wine Country, which was with um, Amy uh, not Amy Poehler. Oh, okay. And I gave it eight out of ten. It's it's about you know forty something friends, mm-hmm. girls, women, five or six of them. You know, all in various walks of life. Some are stay-at-home moms. Mm-hmm. Some are executives. Blah blah blah. And they all get together for their for their yearly girls trip, and they uh-huh. go to, they go to wine country. And you know, they they have ups and downs, and drunk moments, and yeah. fights, and and there's just something about it that I think maybe it's because I'm that age. It's like sideways, but with women or something. Yeah, and okay. it's also like. Um, I'm trying to think of another movie that's sort of like, but anyway, I thought it was delightful. Wine Country, nice. eight out of ten. Very easy watch. Funny too. Really funny. Uncut, uncut gems. <gasps> that was not nominated, right? Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, I haven't seen, but I've heard it was Seth's number one pick last year. Yeah, if you see a movie on this list, it should be Uncut Gems. Yeah, I mean, you should definitely see Jojo Rabbit. Uh, and... Uncut Gems is a surprise. I mean, yeah. the last. Performance from our boy was what was the the uh, punch drunk love right? Yeah, I mean, I think he might have been in. No, he was in another movie where he was a comedian who had cancer. Okay, that was pretty good. I didn't. I don't know if I saw that. Uh, yeah, that okay. was a pre, that was you know him. Yeah, in a good role, but yeah, uncut un, uncut gems is an. It should have been nominated 
because it has that sort of Oscar yeah. flair because it's it's unique. It's a it's Crazy. it's powerful. Who did it? Um, who did it? It's these brothers. Oh, okay, uncut gems. Um, and I think it might actually be uh, something. Benny Softy and Josh Softy. So the when Softie I saw the brothers. preview, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, because you know you can tell. So sometimes, even though the previews don't, the best previews don't don't give it away because it didn't. You can tell there was a graininess to not only literally to the the yeah. preview, but it was like, what is this? Yeah, these are very uh, talented <laughs> young directors uh, who have not really made wow. anything prior to this for the most part, who um, have created a a unique hmm. film that other people are going to copy, yeah. I think, in the future. I mean, certainly we have examples uh, that you could compare it to in the past. I'm trying to think of, like, um, God, who is that guy? Essentially, it's a, there's this, if there is a script, everyone's talking over each other. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's the movie? Because uh, I like that when it's done right. Like you the know? player, wasn't if, if that wasn't that kind of like that. Um, anyway, another snub is Us, the movie Us. Um, nah. But you could see how some people would consider yes, that. Yes, I could see how some people would say that. Out but 10, I didn't like that one anywhere ne- as much. Out as, of 10, what did what'd you give? I thought us, like, didn't I give it like a 6 or a 7? Like, yeah, I gave it a 6. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Yeah, um, but, exactly. Yeah, but so, I, the, the, first, the first 45, I was like on board. And then, af- and then the f- second 45, I was like... Okay, you know, yeah, that's fine. That's how I felt. Like, and and we, I think we both agreed that like the ending, the ending didn't agree with us. Like, it's like, why did you go this direction? Like, yeah. they they went too over the top or something. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to find my friend Seth's list because he had a couple on there that I was surprised. Well, uh, one his number one was in fact the uncut gems, but there were a couple others where I'm like, wait, why aren't these nominated? Well, let's go uh, through. Uh, so I'm gonna. Uh, so I think 1917 is gonna win. I could also see Parasite winning, and I could oh, uh, the I, Lighthouse. That's the one. Oh. Of course, not for me or yeah, for you. Yeah. But I was surprised that they didn't give the Lighthouse anything. Yeah, given right? the, given the reviews, given the hype and all that stuff. Yeah, but it's also so out there. Yeah. That so I almost feel and <laughs> a lot of people might not have seen it because the other thing yeah. is the Oscar voters. They have to have seen it, oh, you know what I mean? In order, because yeah. why would they vote for something they haven't seen? Yeah. So, but yeah. it seems like the kind of movie they would nominate, you know? Yeah. And then the other one, which I wouldn't have expected them to, but uh, Midsummer, I really did enjoy. I haven't seen that. I didn't like it as much as uh, Seth did, but still. Okay, so I would. I just want to go through every movie I've seen in nineteen or in, in twenty nineteen. <laughs> nineteen. Uh, this includes actually some TV things. They're kind of sprinkled in there. Uh, Little Women. So this is starting f- my number my number ten out of ten. Little Women and the Boys, the Amazon TV show. Oh, loved the Boys. Yeah. Uh, my nines are Booksmart, Jojo Rabbit, Leaving Neverland, the documentary. Yeah. Uh, Living with Yourself, a TV show with Paul Rudd on Netflix. Okay. Great show. Love, Death, and Robots. The <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the animated. The what do you call it? The compendium or yeah the, yeah. The Mandalorian, which of course you did not give a nine. No, uh, you gave what like a five or something. No, did oh. I? Not a five. Oh, six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to- 
Toy Story 4, which which right. I, I love. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Toy Story 4? Yeah, for me it was like an 8, but still. Ah, uh, man. Yeah. Just, I mean, I've, I've loved all the Toy Story movies. I'd, I'd probably put in order. you were saying you liked this one best? That's hard to say. Oh, okay. It's almost hard to say. I think I love all of them the same. Because my favorite I recently was three. Re- I rewatched all of them <laughs> yeah. in preparation for Toy Story 4. And yeah, three is amazing. Yeah. Uh, one, and, and I think two is actually pretty amazing as well. Yeah. Which is uh, something to say. To yeah. be able to make four <laughs> movies. Four movies that are amazing. A, that are, you know, and three. of the same damn topic. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. 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 And to make it new, um, yeah. and there's no way they could have found a new angle after three. What new angle were they going to find? Right, that the the spoon guy uh, yeah. was hilarious. My eights are 1917, Always Be My Maybe, which is a movie huh. with um, uh, Amy. Gosh darn it! <laughs> Always be my maybe um, with Ali Wong. Ali Wong, okay, and. Um, and Randall Park, uh, Asian movie, hmm. uh, uh, rom-com, really okay. funny, Netflix. Uh, at the Heart of Gold, Inside the USA Gymnastics oh, Scandal. That, I don't know if I could watch that, man. Uh, I'd be very so good, upset. Very good. Uh, Avengers Endgame, which I gave eight. Yeah. Actually, that was, that was great. Yeah. That was fun. Bombshell, I gave eight. Did you see that oh, movie? Oh, no. What was Bombshell? It's about the Fox News sex oh, scandal. Oh. With... Yeah. Charlie Theron. About, um, what's his name? Uh, Matt Lauer? Lauer no, it's about... Or, um, oh. The oh head, Fox News, you said. Fox yeah, the head News, guy yeah. at Fox News. Right, Rupert. Yeah. No, 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 the other guy. Right. Anyway. Uh, bombshell, I thought was great. Uh, Dolomite is my name. Good boys. I am mother. Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes. I am mother. Have you seen this movie? Uh, no. Uh, Netflix... Berta, you have to watch it. It's uh, sci-fi. Oh. Uh, oh, I think you told me about this. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. It it stars um, uh, What's-Her-Face, but it's basically most of the movie is this teenage girl, and she's being mothered and taught by a, a robot right. that calls herself mother. I definitely want to see this. And um, like if... Do you, do you remember Moon? With, yeah, it's it's like that. Oh but, man, um, so cool! But in a but a different story. It's and it's, it's really great. It reminds me a little bit that premise. Uh, and actually, now that I see your balloon, there is a graphic novel called East of West, and uh, in it, it, it's like this apocalyptic in an alternate version of history. Uh, the the beast of the apocalypse essentially is like this kid, and the kid has never really seen reality because he's been wearing this like virtual reality helmet the whole time and he's tutored by this floating robot balloon thing uh, and it's similar to sort of what you're describing in like it's it's they're very isolated and all he knows is really what he learns through that and it's kind of yeah. funny yeah um i am other uh some interesting questions are asked in huh. the conclusion where you're like huh uh joker Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think I said earlier. You upgraded Once it Upon a Time. In, oh, yeah. I upgraded yeah. tonight. I better change that. Um, Parasite, Shazam. I loved Shazam. Yeah, that was good. That was fun. I gave that an eight. I, I wouldn't. I gave it a seven, though. Because you know what I didn't like about it? The oh, ending was Yeah, the ho- ending. Hokey. The ending. Yeah. But the first, you know, 90%, I was like, okay. This but is good. I, I got to ding it because, like, it got so uncreative. Because the whole thing is that. 
not all of those splits were supposed to be as powerful as him. Right. They just had their verticals, but yeah. they were kind of like all powerful. Yeah. Uh, well, so, superhero whatever. movies are always doing that, yeah. where they're like, well, we feel bad for Black Widow, so let's just make her as powerful yeah, as Thor. she's just as good. Yeah. It's Everyone's like, just as good. Yeah. Everyone has the same Superman powers. <laughs> um, Tell Me Who I Am, which is a documentary, great one. The Spy, a uh, TV show uh, that was about a true story huh. with uh, uh, Borat playing someone. Oh, that one. I want to see that. Tolkien, which came out uh, very quietly. It's about Jared Tolkien. It's about him as a teenager with his friends. Oh, really? And um, Based I'm, on reality? Based or? on reality. And I really... Maybe, meaning based on stories they, they were told about him? or um, Or is this like... I guess. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, Weird. Uh, I, lo- I really Did they play D and D when they were kids. A version of it, you know, <laughs> they they would sit around in this yeah. tea shop and uh, talk about Fantasy. their things, you know. Yeah. Um, unbelievable, uh, the TV show, Unca- uncut gems. For some reason, yeah. I, I want to say unkept gems. <laughs> uh, wine country. My sevens. Apollo eleven. The documentary. What? I didn't even hear about this. Pretty good. It's okay. it's just a there, there's no voiceover. It's oh. just found. Footage. It's just footage. Yeah, kind of disproving that we never landed. So. <laughs> Chernobyl, the series on HBO. Uh, Honeyland, a documentary have you, <laughs> about <laughs> Macedonia. No. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I recommend it. Okay. If, uh, at some point, watch it's pretty. John Wick three. I thought that was pretty entertaining. Okay. Jumanji, the next level. Still haven't seen. Man, how do you get to see all these movies? Ah! Knives Out, Missing okay. Link, the cartoon. Have you seen that? No. Are oh you... wait, no, I did. I did. Yeah, that's actually, that's not bad. Yeah. You gave it a seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. That's yeah. about right. Made by Leica. Yeah, yeah. Who made the uh, Kubo, Kubo and. The, yeah. and uh, I would agree with a seven. It was pretty, pretty fun. Rocket Man, Sex Education, the TV show. Spider-Man, uh, Far From Home, I gave a seven. No, dude, no, no, please. Five. Okay. I mean, I thought it was fine. It was fun. I, I did not enjoy that as much. Uh, the premise was a little, you know, silly, but, you know, I, I liked it. And I liked the way that, uh, um, what's his face, played... Gilly, the, uh, Gillian? Yeah, Jake Gillian. Played the bad guy. Um the Inventor Out of Blood in Silicon Valley, a documentary series about Elizabeth Holmes. So oh, right. The Irishman, I gave a seven. Zombieland, double tap. I never saw it. Good? Did you see the first one? Or yeah, second? I love yeah. the Zombieland. Second one's great. I mean, yeah. seven out of ten. There's, a, there's this one scene where they run into the guy from, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll spoil it because it won't ruin it, but they run into two guys that have the exact same dynamic as... Um, you know, you know, what's uh, Woody Harrelson yeah, okay. is the tough guy. Oh, I see. And, and uh, the and Jesse social Eisen- network. Jesse yeah. Eisenberg is, is the yeah. is the the sidekick who likes yeah. to follow rules. Well, they run into Luke Wilson, who is the cool guy <laughs> and the guy in um, from Silicon Valley. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and, and there's this really funny dynamic That's and then awesome. they get into a fight with zombies and, That's hilarious. and yeah I, I mean I might even up it to an 8 because <laughs> I gotta it, see it it's, it's a very clever Zombieland was obviously very yeah, clever yeah. and this movie doesn't disappoint it has that a sucks. very funny blonde character okay. um, that is I don't know it's, it's a pretty funny All movie right. Um, Amy Schumer's stand-up, uh, Growing, I gave a 6 out of 10. Pretty interesting. I think I talked about it on the podcast before. Very interesting thing about this stand-up special for Amy Schumer 
is she talks about how she's pregnant, I believe, or she has a boyfriend anyway, or she mm-hmm. got married. <laughs> Wait, what? One of the three. Anyway, she's talking about her partner <laughs> yeah. who is a uh, man on the autism spectrum. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. And it be- it's a whole like section of her stand huh. where she makes jokes yeah. and but she talks about how, you know, the pros and cons of having right. an autistic partner. And I just thought that it takes a lot of bravery to to one even as a famous person to date yeah. someone with autism. I mean, you're right. you're Amy Schumer, you're already getting blasted by the press, you yeah. know, and the internet. And then two, uh, to to just talk about it and the way she talks about it. Now, I could imagine people with autism might have a problem with the flippant way she might talk about it. I see. But it does kind of normalize it. It's just like, hey, you know, yeah. she has an autistic partner and she loves him. And, you know, they, yeah. they have pros and cons that they that they benefit from each other. Yeah. Um, and I thought it had some funny moments. You know, they typically will have like the really funny moments at the beginning, at the end, and then the middle yeah. section. Not so funny. It kind of suffers from that. Um, Between Two Ferns, the movie. Oh, right. Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. I gave that a six out of ten. Uh, Bikram, the documentary. Oh, right. It's a series, so... Oh, it, dude. That was intense. Yeah. I could barely believe what I watched. Yeah, I suffered because... This this rating suffered because I had listened to a 30 for 30 podcast. Uh-huh about this like a few months ago and it yeah. was an in-depth okay. uh, documentary podcast about this. So when I saw the documentary, I knew all the story. Yeah, and I and I actually, I, I didn't think the documentary itself was like one of the best documentaries I've seen or something. It's just that I didn't know anything about this. I had heard, I remember I had heard, oh, some scandal, some yoga dude or something. I was floored. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, this happened in our backyard. Crazy. Recently. Well, and then as the as the documentary was going, I was like, okay, so it sounds like he was getting a little touchy here or there. That probably he probably shouldn't have done that. But he seems pretty like be helping people quite a bit. And then as the documentary goes by, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. He's a Harvey Weinstein. Holy crap. Yeah, he he would grab women and hold them down. Like severe yeah. mental issues, this guy. Well, I mean, I wouldn't phrase it that way. He's a predator. Well, what I mean is like he's... Uh, Don't he's, equate him with like mental illness or something. Uh, if, if, if malignant narcissism and psychopathy are not mental illness, then fine. Just, just call him... <laughs> if you want to call him evil, if you want to call him uh, having to do any evil things... No, there's, there's something... Don't conflate mental there's illness. There's something not in the middle of the bell curve about but that's, his that, brain. But we don't want to conflate him with schizophrenia... I didn't call it that. With depression or anxiety. But well, it's but it's a it's people do this all the time. It's not the guns, it's the mental illness. It's that's not a valid point. It's not even true. The fact that Bikram did these things has nothing to do with any DSM diagnosis. It has nothing to do with him. Even if he has narcissism, the vast majority of people who have narcissism would never do that. He did these things. There's something special. You could call him psychopathic, you know, you could have him say he has no empathy, but that's not that we don't classify that as, but this is, but this is where where I I guess I beg to differ slightly is that what I'm trying to say is that what I when I when the documentary started I just thought of him as like someone that because he got so much notoriety uh, broke a few rules crossed a few boundaries he shouldn't have, but that's not what it 
turns out. It's like he's no, no, sick, no. He's a sick. There is something. He's a terrible Ill human being. in his well, in his brain. If you're saying psycho psychopathy ill, then well, that's but, valid. Because one could argue that that's still an illness, you know. But we don't want to conflate it, and you're not directly. But linguistically, this is what happens sure. in our society: is it's conflated with anxiety disorders, right? PTSD, but it, and maybe it's because autism. Like, I don't, I don't believe that that people. Um, I don't know why you need. I don't know why I need to yeah. say the word ill. Okay. You can say psychopathic. You can say evil. You can say something, well, something's wrong with the guy. Yeah, but. Why does it have to be included in the DSM? The vast majority of people in the DSM don't do this sort of thing. This is a, a wholly other kind of type of person. At, yeah, I think that's the difference is that th- there is something out of control with this person. Uh, yeah, and that's one way to say it. Yeah. And that doesn't, you know, it's not politically problematic. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't mind calling him evil. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that you wake up in the morning and you're like, yep, I did a good thing last night. And I'm going to do it again. And I'm not going to apologize. And I'm a god. I mean, that's kind of how he... And he's still doing it. Like, yeah, he he's just, still doing it. He just escaped the yeah, United States and he's just doing it in yeah. other countries now. Captain Marvel. It's hard to even remember that movie. Um, Captain what? Captain Marvel. That was last year? <laughs> yeah. Early last year. No way. Yeah. That but feels not, like three years ago. No. Yeah. <clears throat> I gave it a six out of ten. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was fun. That's about right. Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. Six out of ten. Did I? Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, there were moments for sure, but I thought it was like, yeah, okay. I would have given it a seven, maybe. Uh, Ford, I thought it was really insightful. Yeah. Ford v. Ferrari, Glass, the movie Glass. Oh, my God. I can't believe that was last year. Yeah. Uh, Judy. Have you seen Judy, the no. movie? Uh, I gave it a six. Some people love that movie. By the way, I would have given Glass at least, not at least, I, I would have given it a seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Judy about Judy Garland. Uh, <clears throat> there are definitely some moments, and Renee Zellweger does an amazing job. Really, but I thought the script was kind of predictable in some ways. Uh, Midway, the movie, uh, although isn't that another war movie? It's it's yeah. a it's basically a recreation of of Midway, the Battle, the Battle of Midway. Of Midway. Okay. But it's actually a recreation of a lot of Pacific theater fights okay. that lead up to Midway. Um. The CGI is terrible. No way. <laughs> Some of the acting is pretty bad. Some of the writing is pretty bad. But I'm such a World War II nerd <laughs> that I really appreciate the uh, director and the producers dedicating so much time and energy. I kind of watched it, treating it like it was like yeah. a like a YouTube documentary uh-huh. that I was like, oh, because I know the story of Midway really well. And it's so complicated. Right. Um, and that was kind of the problem was... The Battle of Midway itself is very complicated, and people will write 10-volume text just analyzing the the Japanese admiral's decision-making because everything (laughs) hinges – because, you know, this is back in the day when radar was very spotty, and a lot of it had to do with, like, locating just by sight. You send out a plane. You're trying to spot other, you know, ships and stuff, and even when you spot them, you can't really tell what kind of ship it is. Um, and then wow. when you and then when you radio back and say I see this kind of ship, they have to estimate where they are because there's no GPS. Yeah, they just have to be like, well, I've been heading at a direction of northeast <laughs> by north for you know at this you know speed for this long. Yeah. I think I'm in this general area, but th- but all these mistakes right. happened. It, it was like an 
a comedy of errors that essentially made it so that the United States pulled off like this incredible underdog win that basically um, assured the beginning of the end of the Japanese empire. And if we hadn't have done that, um, if like all these things didn't go our way, there's a good chance that Japan would still own the entire (sighs) Pacific and and China and Korea and the Philippines, you know? And so anyway, so I, I just love world war two stuff. You're making me want to play call of duty world at war again. (laughs) Uh, Surviving R Kelly, the series documentary. I gave that a six out of 10. Is that, that was last year. Um, yeah, I mean, it, but it's it's a, you can kind of tell it's a little low budget at times, mm-hmm. but a great topic. The farewell, the king, which Timothy Chalamet plays Edward the something. Um, the movie uh, I I've seen people break down the accuracy, the historical accuracy of that movie, and they tear it apart. And, so, <laughs> um, uh, and then us, I gave sex at that. Okay, my fives. Born in China documentary about the policy for the one child policy in in China. Well, that's got to be super interesting. It is. Um, You get a five. Well, right, uh, because it it's a the first half an hour you're like whoa, and then it's like they kind of strung it out for a while. Yeah, but it's the thing I'll point out about it. I mean, I've known about this one child policy since I was a kid. They enacted it a long time ago. And on some level, uh, mostly I was just ambivalent about it because I'm like, well, it's China. It's far away. Well, yeah. You know, what do I care? It's well, and I actually wasn't uh, – let me put it this way because this is really a uh, touchy subject, of course. Uh, I don't think it is unreasonable at some points in society for the society to have to say, hey, we need to make some compromises about this or that. Right. They were uh, experiencing famine. Yeah. And uh, people were dying and, and it was like – uh, we already have this amount of people. We have to slow down. So the idea wasn't uh, a bad one. In a vacuum, yeah. In a vacuum, also, um, you know, also in a society that tends to limit people's uh, freedoms anyway. Yeah. It's kind of in line with that. So it wasn't like the people were not used to having their freedoms limited. But I never under I never looked into or understood how the government actually enacted this because when I was oh, a man. kid. I just assumed, well, everyone just followed the rule. Yeah, you just, you just don't have that much sex. <laughs> or you just always have, you know, contraception. It, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's not the case. A lot of people did not want to follow the rule. Uh, and a lot of people had other kids. Uh-huh. And so the government had to find a punishment oh, no. to dissuade them and other people yeah. from following suit. So they interview this woman who she estimates that she... uh, So the town government would descend on women and would drag them in... uh, Part of the punishment was to force a hysterectomy. Oh, God. And I think even to take away the child, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, man. So And force abortion. So so the baby, by the time the mother is showing and she's caught, she might be like eight and a half months pregnant. And... So they, they, they interview this one woman who was a physician back then, yeah. and she was. She estimates that she did. Guess how many of these uh, abo- late term abortions and hysterectomies she estimated she did in her career? Oh my gosh! I, I, Just take a number, I, guess a, a thousand. <laughs> she said, "I think she said something like fifty thousand. Oh my god! And 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 she's and in her later years. 
she's incredibly guilty. Uh. And she has since, um, and uh, I can't remember what she, and she said that she changed her career to now help people have babies. She's now like a fertility uh, doctor. Yeah, yeah. And she says that it's her penance. And I think yeah. she might even do it for free or something. And she says for every baby that she brings into the world, it it exonerates her for one of the babies that she killed. Jeez. But she'll never have 50,000 yeah. babies. And she has all of these, she has this room, she has a room, like several rooms with all these banners uh, of like uh, babies. Is it, She's like every day living this atonement. Like just fascinating, right? Oh. Uh, I did not know that. Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, I gave a five out of ten. <laughs> you watched that? I thought it was fine. <laughs> I mean, it's not great, but you know. That's another movie I didn't know it was last year. It's fine. Five out of ten. Uh, the the stupid thing about that movie, the first half I thought was fine. The second half, again, it these writers, they have to... I think what it is, is it's easy to make a story big. Yeah. And it's a shortcut, I think, they think, to making a story good. If we make it big, it'll be good. That is... And maybe to some people, you know... Star Transformers. Wars, well, Star Wars <laughs> Episode Nine. Yeah. You know, you could argue that that script was an yeah. attempt to make it big. Yeah. To have lots of flashing lights and lots of action that don't really make any sense. Yeah. And it does trick people into thinking it's good. But Dark Phoenix, the, you know, Jean... The yeah, Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Uh, she... Uh, Is it you, the same actress? No, uh, it, it's actually Sansa, you know? Because it's, uh, it's young. They've, they've rebooted and it's like right, young, young right, X-Men. Right, right, right. And so uh, Sansa is is Jean Grey, and her powers are kind of unknown. Like it's like she, her her character is like she can almost do anything, yeah. but she doesn't have a full control over her abilities, which yeah. isn't a bad idea. Yeah, which I think they kind of managed okay in the previous X Men movies. Yeah, but in this one, they kind of go way out there, and I don't know. It just becomes it's just like. You know, what makes Logan so great yeah. is they kept it small <laughs> and it's not gigantic, you yeah. know, and the powers are not, you know, all encompassing yeah. that require whole sequences that don't involve <laughs> any real movie making. It's all cartoon, you know, anyway. uh, Hustlers. Did you see that? That's the one with the, with the two women. Yeah, J-Lo. No, I didn't. But I know I, I read a few articles about it. Uh, I gave it five out of ten. Um, I thought it was. It's based on a true story. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was entertaining, but I also th- it was kind of hard to watch because okay. it was basically people sexually abusing people. Yeah, because it's like they're 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 basically hustling guys essentially. Right? They're not hustling; they're date raping them. Yeah, and then like, they're, stealing they are stuff putting drugs in yeah. their drinks, um, and the same drugs you use yeah. for date rape. Right, and then they are essentially sexually assaulting these men and making them charge a bunch of money. Right. So they're r- gang raping. Like, yeah, yeah. if we just reverse the genders. Right. Which is horrible. Which isn't exactly the same yeah. thing, but, you know, it's close. You have a gang of guys, you know, yeah. five guys who are very extroverted and yeah. attractive. They find a lonely woman at a bar. Yeah. They approach her 
and they drug her. They take her to a room uh, where other people are complicit in this. They proceed to take clothes off and touch and rub all over this person and then charge $100,000 to her credit card and then dump her off at her house. Um, God damn it, dude. Like, what? That sucks. So this whole movie essentially... You know, seventy-five or the the sort of as they're building up to the climax is like, look at these women, and they're really getting back at those at those men. Now, these are privileged guys, white yeah. guys, often who are rich. Um, okay, <clears throat> but we don't. No, that doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. No, no. Like, if you stole their credit card, that's shitty, but it's not date raping them. Yeah. And so, as I'm watching this movie, I'm like. Are, are we supposed to be cheering them? Like, yeah. is this, uh, how are, what the hell? Yeah. Like, uh, and, and, you know, there are people in the audience going like, yeah, you get them. Ha ha. Like laughing at yeah. these jokes. And, uh, now having said that, you know, there were, there were some messages cause there's this journalist at the center of the story who is asking questions and her questions, uh, illuminate her thoughts of like so you were basically just using these men and they did go to jail is that right yeah there were consequences okay. uh at astra i gave a four. Oh, such a disappointment man that could have been so much better yeah. alita battle angel i gave a four oh, yes i another movie i can't believe was last year that yeah. seems like three years ago lego movie two i gave a four no okay you're fired we're done that's that's not right why do you hate it so much uh, I don't hate it. Four means no, but I mean, come on. Four means like, but you didn't even like, like the Lego Movie. You only like Batman. I love the Batman. Yeah, Lego Movie. The first Lego Movie I liked for sure. Oh, you did like? Yeah, it. I okay. probably gave it a seven out of ten. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't love it as much Why as everyone else. Why did you else. not like this one so much? I thought the story was boring. Like I, okay. I watching it, I'm just kind of like, so I'm supposed to care? Like it, yeah. it just felt too. The script I, was just bad. I, I will say it wasn't as good. That's for sure. But four, man. Uh, Triple Frontier with Ben Affleck. Uh, uh, I gave, it's it's a Netflix movie. Okay. Uh, it's supposed to be really cool and gritty. Really? And I don't know. I didn't like that. About what? Uh, it's about these uh, military American guys who, uh, like special forces guys who are frequently working with the American government to actually help to suppress drug okay. activity in South America. I see. And they're like, you know, we could do our job and also get paid if we go rogue and we, because we have intel on this one drug dealer guy. We could go there. We could still do our job. We could could take all the money, but we just won't give it to the U.S. government. We'll we'll keep it for ourselves. So it's kind of like a heist movie mixed with like Rambo. And um, the premise of the movie, again, I think we're supposed to be cheering for these guys. And they basically just fly into this random part of South America and start killing people. You know what I mean? And you're like, yay, fuck? go America. You know? America, fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, the Dark Crystal, the TV show. I oh, was no. So look, I gave it a three. Yeah, that's terrible. Have you seen it? No, but I love The Dark Crystal. So the movie The Dark Crystal was one of my favorite movies yeah. growing up. I was so looking forward to the Netflix TV show. Oh. And I started watching it and I was like really trying to like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And by episode two, I was just like, Oh no. It's just a different creation. It yeah. has all the same characters and it's, yeah. in, it's presumably in the same world. Does it take place like a sequel? 
Or, uh, I mean, how? what was how it? I think it happens before. I think it's a prequel, what? if I'm not mistaken. That doesn't make sense either. Okay. Yeah, and it almost seems like they changed the story because, you know, the story was that there was this dark crystal. Yeah. And someone got greedy or something and broke it, and it split yep. the Skeksis into the, you know... It's, the Uru and the Skeksis were yeah. split. And uh, at the end, you realize, oh, the when you mend the crystal, it brings... It brings them together. The good and the bad together yeah. to make a wise... Super creatures. Yeah, that, you know, and... And it's a simple story about yeah. it's kind of like a Star Wars yeah. storyline with your guy who has to leave home and yeah and the but the TV show it's like they're trying to create this whole world and they're they're uh, it's like they're introducing too many elements like okay. house so and so and you know these people and and I, I just I don't know it just huh. and it's kind of gross at times too okay you know like they they have like kind of gross like like vomity kinds of things uh. that I was turning anyway Devil Nook's Door which is a documentary about a uh, Nazi, Nazi guy okay I heard about this yeah the beginning is okay the story's okay it was too long okay too long <laughs> Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. I've upgraded <laughs> to a two. Oh wow <laughs> uh, but I need to rewatch it again and then Lighthouse I gave a two. Oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't know that I could do that. I, I have to commend the lighthouse for several things, none of which I'm gonna bump it past a five for. But like, uh, it was so boring, and 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 the whole thing that everyone loved about it that was like, oh, it's so dark, it's so um, it's so shocking, and it's so uh, the other thing the the. Um, like when they're the the gross scenes and they're so like those scenes are so so crazy and I'm like what yeah it's just weird it's just it's just absurdist yeah I mean I just have to uh, concede that most people with good taste love the lighthouse yeah and uh, because like with episode nine yeah um, most people with good taste did, did not, not like, like episode that. nine yeah. Um, they might not have disliked it as much as I disliked sure. it, but there's not a lot of people going, oh my God, best Star Wars. Yeah, because like, I did I, not give it a two. I, I, I don't know what I give it, but... Yeah, it, I don't think anyone is... What did I tell you I gave it? A six? Six, maybe, yeah. I don't think anyone is claiming that episode nine is like even in the top, you know, half of Star Wars movies. No. They're, they're saying it's, you know, it was a good wrap up yeah. to the trilogy or whatever. And, but the lighthouse... People with good taste are saying it is, it's it's a amazing. masterpiece. Yeah, masterpiece. And so I just have to concede that um, you know you and I uh, are completely out of the norm here. I guess so. But it, yeah, I was bored out of my mind. And, 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 and uh, the thing the, is, the, the the dialogue I thought was just kind of silly to me. <laughs> um, you know, I get why people could get into that, but every time that or you know. The first two times that uh, Willem Dafoe was yelling at Twilight, I was like, okay, the next 27 times of him screaming some sort of sea, sea, chan <laughs> sea chanty curse, I was like, and they would go on and yes. on and on. I'm like, um, okay, I get it. Also, a that guy doesn't like the other guy. Like, I know. And, and a lot of people made a lot of ado about things like, oh, 
that masturbation scene has got to be the most disturbing masturbation. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then the siren, what is up with this? I'm like, yeah, exactly. What the fuck is up with the siren? Like, and the thing is, you know, clearly a hallucination. There are movies that I like that are absurdist or weird or out there. David Lynch, things like this. Yeah. But the, 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 the crime for me isn't that it was, uh, surreal or absurdist or anything. It's that it was boring. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, best director. Uh, uh, Oscar. You got Martin Scorsese, The oh Irish. God. Todd, Todd Phillips, Joker. Sam Mendes, 1917. Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. Uh, oh, man. I want to mention it's all men. Uh, so uh, if we're looking at other women directors, I think Greta Gerwig should have uh, been in there. Which movie was that? The Little Women? Little Women. Yeah. I think that she could have bumped Martin Scorsese. I don't think The Irishman deserves best director. I think Martin Scorsese sneaks yeah, in there because he's agree. Martin Scorsese. It's a good movie. Yeah. I would agree with you on that, though. Yeah. Uh, it's not an amazing script, really. And it should definitely not beat, like, yeah. Quentin or even the Parasite one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and Greta Gerwig was all over Little Women. Like, her writing yeah. and her directing was yeah. all over it. Um, and that's a hard movie to direct because yeah. it has so much acting and interaction yeah, yeah. in it. Um, the Irishman arguably has, you know, a lot, but I don't know. Um, people are saying that Lulu Wang for The Farewell was snubbed. I would disagree with that. Uh, Melina Musakis, another woman for Queen and Slim, which I haven't seen, so I can't really say. Uh Mary Ellie Heller for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which I haven't seen yet, but I want to see. Uh, Celine Sciamma for A Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I haven't seen. And Lorene Scafaria for Hustlers, which I wouldn't <laughs> nominate her. The only person I would of these people that I've seen the movies of would be Greta Gerwig. I yeah. think she was snubbed in some ways. But, you know, I, I understand why they wouldn't nominate her, I guess, on some level. Um, so, you know, you could, in my opinion... As a male, uh, I don't think that uh, it's – I don't think it's wrong other than Greta Gerwig to say that the top at least four movies uh, for directing, uh, at least of the Oscar you yeah. know, considerations, were Joker, 1917, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I thought those were those are good. fantastically those are good. directed movies. I – I would give it personally. I, mean, I haven't seen 1917, but I I would give it to Quentin. But I just don't see there's a way that he's going to get it. Yeah, me too. Um, I um, I think 1917 Sam Mendes is is going to win. But if I had my choice, it would be Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, Todd Phillips is a close second because that was yeah, that that's was great. A, that was a stretch, yeah. And he created a vibe. Yeah, I mean those dance scenes. Yeah. And the the I, don't hear me. I would not be upset in the least if he yeah. got it. You know. Um, and I, although Bong Joon Ho obviously did a great job with directing that movie, um, I wouldn't call that like a directing masterpiece. Right. Um, it was good for sure. Yeah. Um, adapted screenplay: The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and The Two Popes, which I haven't seen yet. I need to. Right. I need to watch that. Um. So again. Um, Irishman, I just don't understand. Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi, completely get that. Uh, Joker, uh, Todd Phillips, Scott Silver, completely get that. Little Women, Greta Gerwig, completely get yeah, that. Yeah, sounds like that one. Two Popes, uh, no idea. 
I'm trying to think of who I would th- who I think should have also been in there. I think Knives Out could have been in there or adapted screenplay. Yeah. Um, this is so. This Meaning is from, that was like from something else. Yeah. Right. So I don't know what what other things. So so JoJo was the book, right? Little Women was a book. Yeah. And Joker. I guess so, I guess they consider that an adapted, adapted screenplay because they're, they're, because some parts of that story are in the go, in the comic books. Okay, but I'd say the from what you've told me, the JoJo one seems like a really strong contender. I hope little. I think little women. Little gonna women. Win, I get it. And I and I okay. hope Greta Gerwig. Original okay. screenplay: Knives Out, Ryan Johnson, uh, which I think deserves it. It's a great screenplay. Come on. What over? What? Well, you we think, got married. You got Marriage Story. I'm not saying Knives Out should win. I'm just oh, saying... Oh, it deserves the nomination. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got uh, it. Knives Out, uh, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and yeah. Parasite. Yeah. Um, I give it... Oh, actually... Huh. I might give Parasite this one. Okay. Because it's so inventive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Quentin is going to get yeah, this. Yeah, he might get this. And I, don't get me wrong, it's, it's amazing. If he I, got it, I'd be happy. I don't understand why 1917 is uh, nominated for this because the screenplay isn't really like if you read this screenplay, it'd be like <laughs> now they runs from here to there. Yeah, now they're walking <laughs> through mud. Yeah. They say a couple words to each other. Yeah. Like Marriage Story, Knives Out makes sense to me. Uh, Once upon a time, time in Hollywood, Definitely makes sense. Yeah. Parasite obviously makes sense to me. I kind of wish that. I mean, if you're going to put 1917, Uncut Gems could have been in there. Oh uh, yeah, it sounds like that's a big snub. Yeah, book smart. Uh, lead actor Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, which I haven't seen. Oh. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time. Adam Driver, Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, Jonathan Price, Two Popes, which I haven't seen. This is a hard one. Um, I think snubbed. You got Christian Bale for Ford v Ferrari. Right. Uh, people are saying Robert De Niro for The Irishman. I don't know. No, agree. no, no. Uh, Taron Egerton for Rocketman. I think yeah. he sh- absolutely yeah, should have been nominated. I mean, I don't know about the Antonio Banderas performance. It must be pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I also don't know about the Jonathan Price performance, but I completely agree with Leonardo, sure. Adam, and sure. Joaquin. Sure, of they, course. They need to be in that category. Yeah. And then Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems. Yeah, I, it I, sounds like he's snubbed. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, Adam Sandler carries that whole movie, and, Gosh, and it is it. a hard acting job. Like, yeah. It it i mean to to pull that consistent he's in Dude, a no, constant even just the preview energy makes yeah. me feel that way yeah it is a he is in a constant level of tension in that movie okay so that sucks that he's not nominated yeah so who do you think is going to win antonio leonardo adam driver joaquin or jonathan price i think they're going to i think joaquin is going to win yeah, I could see him win. And I'd be he happy did get with the that. Golden Globe. If I'd be I... happy with it. The only thing is, I can't. I like. I can't say no to that. I no. really can't. I look first. I love Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, he should have gotten a, a Oscar for like her and stuff like that. Like, so he should get it. Yeah, but the you know where it bugs me, and maybe I'm wrong here. Did Leonardo get an Oscar for The Revenant? Yeah. Memory, okay. that was his first Oscar. Okay, then I'm fine. Yeah, then right. I'm fine. Okay. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Adam Driver, although, uh, did a great job in Marriage Story. When you compare that performance to Joaquin Phoenix and Joker, yes. you're just like, yeah. well... It's two different levels. Yeah, but the the successful um, 
collaboration between Todd, you know, yeah. uh, Phillips yeah. um, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix it's just about crazy. a, you know, a DC comic <laughs> who's been done to death. Yeah. Who, who already was perhaps the most beloved performance of all time. Twice. Well, sorry. No. Like, one of them definitely at the time was lauded, which was Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Then, like you're saying... Heath Ledger. Quite possibly the, the most awarded. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, we all felt like, yeah, you're never going to top that Joker. Right. For if Todd Phillips had, you know, said to me if I was in the audience, I'm thinking about redoing Joker, I'd be like... Do you remember what happened last time that yes. happened in Suicide Squad? <laughs> uh, I don't recommend that. With a good actor, too. Like, in, in, yeah. That did not go well. Lead actress, you got Cynthia Erivo. She's in Harriet, which I haven't seen yet. I want to see it. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with this. Your, your, we didn't talk about that that much. Yeah. I thought, so Scarlett Johansson, she has three modes. Yeah. She has an excellent acting mode. And actually, in Jojo Rabbit, she's amazing. Oh, is she in that? Yeah, okay. she's not a huge part, but okay. she, but there's never she she's alive in that movie. Yeah. In her, she's alive. Yeah, you know, it's just her voice. There are movies where she comes alive. I um, in the Woody Allen movie, she yeah, she just has a like a I don't know. She just has that magnetism and that that yeah. liveliness, that vivaciousness. That that she is lost in translation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's good, too, even though she's quite subdued in that yeah. movie. But she has another mode where she's, like, dead, which is her Black Widow performance. Yeah. Which I find to be, I guess, okay for Black Widow. And it's the script. But in other scripts, she's also kind of like that. Then she has this in-between mode, uh -huh. which I would call the, the marriage, marriage, marriage story. story yeah. Where it's like, at times, she's she seems like she's really in the character. Right. And there's other times where it feels like she's just kind of phoning it in. Well, and it was weird because, like, actually, the scene where she's telling her story to the lawyer, to uh, um, what's her Laura Dern, it, it was this weird combination for me because, on the one hand, she is acting and crying and being very emotional, but at the same time, I'm, I, I wasn't. It wasn't as believable to me as like some of those Adam scenes. And that's where I was. And I wasn't faulting her directly because I, I wasn't sure how she was being directed and things like it, that. It could have been the writing yeah. too. But yeah, so I, I hope she doesn't win for this one. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Shorsha Ronan, Little Women. Uh, I you think want her to win. Absolutely deserves yeah. it. Charlize Theron in Bombshell. Uh, she did a great job with playing um, What's Her Face, Megan yeah. Kelly. I thought that her voice was a little overdone in that she tries to really lower her voice, okay. uh, which she sounded kind of like Megyn Kelly, but it was a little distracting at times. Okay. And that you know movie doesn't really showcase acting, mm -hmm. let's say, the way that Little Women does. Renee Zellweger and Judy, I wouldn't mind her winning either. It, okay. it is a special performance. So she plays like an older Judy, obviously. Yeah. Like, okay. And you're like, Renee Zellweger? Yeah, right? But man, when you watch this movie, really? you're just like, whoa. Yeah. So she's been underused then. Renee Zellweger, yeah. And wow. another thing that me and Stacy were talking about was that uh, Renee Zellweger, you know, she was a cute, yeah. attractive, beautiful woman in her 20s and 30s. And at some point, she decided to do work to her face. Yeah, I know. And she I can't remember what movie she was in, but I couldn't watch the movie <laughs> because of yeah. the way her face yeah. looked. 
um, because you know when you have that that those huge puffy lips and yeah. the, the you know the the dead eyes and everything, I thought. I never want to see Renee Zellweger ever again because it right. hurts my soul to see yeah, someone yeah. do to see someone butcher their face like that. I know someone's so beautiful and stuff. But she pulled back on it and had really? I don't know recorrective Un- undone. Surgery. Who knows? But she doesn't have really? that anymore. She's like back to normal. Wow. Yeah. Thank thank God. I mean, I get why women feel like they have to do sure. it because a lot of women won't get any parts anymore if yeah. they have wrinkles and it's just dumb. But. People are saying snub wise Lupita Nyong'o for us for best actress, which come on, I guess so, but whatever. Because um, again, you know, Oscar so white is another thing. Because you know, not only are we getting lots of men in the uh, you know screenplay and the directing, but we're getting a lot of white people. It's like we're going backwards in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so who? You haven't seen any, or you've seen Marriage Story only, yeah. I guess. So, you yeah. uh, supporting actor, you but got. But what you're saying, I, I'm going to go with Little Women. Sorcerer yeah. Ronan, yeah. Tom Hanks, <laughs> A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which I haven't seen, I went to. Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, which I haven't seen. Wait, uh, these are supporting? Yeah. Why is Tom Hanks supporting? That's what I thought. So, I, I read a synopsis of the movie. The main character is a, a reporter oh. who goes to. Okay. Mr. Rogers and is writing a story oh. and then his life is affected by his occasional conversations oh, with shit. I had no idea. With Mr. Rogers, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was just a movie about yeah. Mr. Rogers, but it's not. Okay. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for the Irishman and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Who do you wish to win? I would ha- I'd be happy with Al Pacino or Joe John Pesci uh Joe Pesci. Um What about Brad Pitt? I I thought he was fantastic. Do I w- think it was Oscar? I don't know. Yeah, I I think he was great, but it I don't think it required much of him. I think the Joe Pesci character require and Al Pacino required a lot of them to yeah. pull off that. I you know I imagine Brad Pitt preparing for his lines, just kind of going, yeah, I could probably wing it. <laughs> well, especially because like okay, so me and Brad Pitt have this very funny relationship because I love Brad Pitt. <laughs> What's his relationship with you? <laughs> he doesn't care. I love Brad Pitt. I've always enjoyed him in everything. I just, he's so magnetic. I just really enjoy watching him. Some of my favorite movies are with Brad Pitt. <laughs> but, I, I've never felt he's a... But you wouldn't want Brad Pitt to marry your daughter. <laughs> I've never felt he's one of the great Actors, mm. which I disagree. I I, I think <sighs> in Fight Club, you know, I love him. Yeah, in but but Edward Norton in Thirteen Monkeys, Edward Norton, Twelve, 12 Monkeys, Ed Norton is is amazing. amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. I was trying to think of other Brad Pitt. It's like, look, every movie I've ever seen Brad Pitt in seven. Take seven. Yeah, he's great, but he's not amazing. But he pales next to the other two. Yeah, that's interesting. But he, but he does such a good job at what he does. So on the one hand, there should be like an Oscar for like most entertaining. Tom Cruise should win that Oscar. Brad Pitt should win that Oscar. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Oscar, <clears throat> that's a hard that's a hard uh, thing to say. I'll just gotta say what I liked him in. Oh, he's he's making a World War Z too. That's cool. But it's just that he never becomes someone else, or rarely becomes someone else. Yeah, I mean, I thought he did it fine in Ad Astra. Um, 
There was a oh, War Machine, actually. He was kind of in, um, in Glorious Bastards. It's Brad Pitt doing a fun job as but, that. But that was pretty good. I thought it was, but he was great. Yeah. He's great. Uh, yeah. It's big, the same big, way big I, short. It's pretty good. Same way I feel about Johnny Depp in a lot of the movies. Fury. Now, Fury. Have you seen that movie? Uh, it's about the tank World, one? World War II tank. No. Dude, you got to watch it. Okay. Doesn't Shia have, LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. Shia LaBeouf, right. It's amazing. And if there's a movie that we're looking at here where you would go like, okay, that is a performance. That would be Fury. That would be Fury. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think other movies. Moneyball, Tree of Life, which I hated, and Glorious Bastards. Uh, Bastards. Curious Case of Benjamin Button was the year before Inglorious Bastards. Weird. Curious Case of Benjamin Button seems like it was decades ago. Inglorious Bastards, I thought, was like five years ago. It was 11 years ago. So, Burn After Reading, he's great, but again... But, but, but yeah. listen, you know what I... The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. He's amazing in that. Is you he in you that? have not seen that movie. No. That's with Casey Affleck. Okay. It's an amazing movie. Okay. Look, it's really hard for me to, because like, I love him. He's so entertaining. He's amazing. But I've always felt like it's like, hey, look, it's it's our quarterback, our our, our favorite jock in the high school, and look, he's in the play, yeah, and it, and it's, I mean, he's good, but but more than anything, isn't that entertaining? You, you know, know, that was me, by the way. Sure, but like in high school, I was in plays. Okay, and so musicals. you're the Brad Pitt of. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't the Brad Pitt, but I but that's what people would say. Yeah. Oh, isn't it isn't it cute that the isn't jock is yeah. Um, and you cannot forget his best performance of all time, playing, I believe, Boomhauer's brother in King of the Hill. <laughs> he did not. Patch Boomhauer. Oh, Patch Boomhauer. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, but I, I, I don't want this to come up. Like, I, I, I actually think the Devil's he's Own, amazing. Devil's Own. Uh, that movie was okay. Sleepers. Um, yeah. I love Brad Pitt. I can't say enough good things. But yeah, you're right. I mean, these performances, they're they are not like Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, well, Adam Driver performances. It's like when I see a revenant out it, of him. Dude, the Vanisher in Deadpool 2. <laughs> Remember when he dies yes, yes, yes. on the electrical fence? Yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes. Uh, apparently, he's in the Jim Jeffries <clears throat> show. Okay. Uh, he's the weatherman. And it, you know, have you seen that, that, that TV no. show? It's pretty funny, yeah. actually. But I want to see a revenant out of him. Yeah. Give me a revenant. The problem is like, look, that's my point. How many revenants have we seen from Leonardo? Like, every role Leonardo plays, you're like, holy crap. Yeah. I haven't seen the revenant from from Brad. Yeah, I wonder if Brad has that in him. Right. Maybe that's why he doesn't do it. It's the same thing with, a little different, but like Tom Cruise, one of the most entertaining actors ever. Although I'd say, like, if I was saying, like, acting chops, I'd still give Tom Cruise the edge. Oh, totally. You know. You kidding me? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, let's just Yeah, never look. mind. No, I, I take it back. Never mind. I, I take it back. Uh-huh. Take it back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I just I was actually going to go more Johnny Depp. Johnny, let's go Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, too, man. I mean... Johnny Depp, what I'm going to say about Johnny Depp is that, except for a couple of roles, a lot of times when I've seen Johnny Depp, I'm still seeing Johnny Depp. But there's been a couple roles where he surprised me. And by the way, did you listen to my episode in which I broke down Johnny Depp and Yeah, Amber I didn't, but I saw that you made one. Have you? Did you listen to the audio at all of the fight? Oh, uh, yes, I did. What'd you think about it? I was shocked because I up until that audio, I was pretty. I was assuming the normal narrative, which was that 
even though as much as I love Johnny Depp, I guess he's an asshole, and I guess he's an abusive uh, asshole. Right. And then I listened to that audio, and I'm like, wait, is this fake? Is this... Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I- I'll listen to the episode. I-, I... Or at least listen to the audio. Yeah. Well, I did. No, I, I, I did, did listen to the audio, I, but I'm interested in seeing what you said. No. You, you don't remember Johnny Depp in his early days. You have um, Ed Wood... What, I did. What's eating I, uh, Gilbert Grape? Yeah. Benny and June. I like him. Um, I do remember. You have Dead Man. Yeah. Nick of Time. Which, yes, I uh, like all Donnie, those. Donnie Brasco. I like all, but look, but he's right next to Al Pacino, and but, Al Pacino grabs a sledgehammer and kills that role. Uh, the Astronaut's Wife. Uh, yeah. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Um, Shock a lot. Woo! Blow. He's great. From Hell. Yeah. And then he did Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, and it was all kind of down, awesome. downhill from there. Listen, but my point is this. Oh, he was also in King of the Hill. He was Hank's back. Uh, uh, Yogi Victor? I don't know. He uh, Oh, the episode Hank's back. He plays Yogi Victor. The perfect example is... <laughs> Everyone's the, been on King of the Hill. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Super entertaining movie. Very funny. Very wacky. It's crazy, right? I never liked that movie. I like the movie. But... When you watch Johnny Depp's performance, you can tell that's Johnny Depp. Yeah, well, I never liked that movie. Fine, <laughs> bad example. Then. Johnny Depp was also in SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, yeah. Uh, Very that, entertaining. But let's look at Tom Cruise. I mean, I just want to point out his... Yeah, uh, his, I know. I took it back. I took it fully back with Tom Cruise. Uh, born on the 4th of July. I know. I took it back. I took it back. Like, I never said it. Yeah. Never said a, a it. A few good men. Never said it, dude. I have never said it. Look, Tom Cruise is one of my all-time favorites. Jerry Maguire. Fuck, it's my one of my favorite movies is Jerry Maguire. Eyes Wide Shut. I, it's an amazing movie. Magnolia. Like, him and Magnolia. I have taken... Oh, my God. What do I have to do? Do I, do I have to, like, <laughs> grovel? I mean, Edge of Tomorrow, he actually has to... He has to work pretty hard in that Unbelievable. movie. Unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. You are entitled to it. I mean, like, Les Grossman of uh, Tropic I know, Thunder. I know. I, 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 like, forget it. Okay, supporting actress. Kathy Bates in the movie Richard Jewell, which I want to see, haven't seen. It's a true story, okay. Clint Eastwood. Laura Dern, Marriage Story, which I think she deserves that nomination. I think she does a great job. I don't. Yeah. I thought she was fine. Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, which she deserves. Florence Pugh of Little Women, I hope she wins. She's amazing. I hope she does. Like, again, when I saw Little Women... Halfway through the movie, I was like, who is that actress? She is okay. nailing this shit, you know? Okay. Uh, Margot Robbie in Bombshell, uh, which she does a great job. Um, and some of the scenes that she has to pull off, because she... What about... Margot Robbie has to pull off scenes in which uh, Robert Ailes is sexually harassing her. Okay. And it's heartbreaking. It's... I guess she didn't qualify for Once Upon a Time, because she's not in it enough or something? Yeah, I guess. Or, okay. well, she would have qualified, but yeah. they didn't nominate her for that. Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers is the snub, people are saying, um, which I could have seen her being nominated for sure. Because, sorry, by the way, her performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, maybe it wasn't a, a huge role, fine, but she brought such light to that part and yeah. such, uh, anyways. But, and some people are arguing that she wasn't given enough to do sure you know because there it wasn't really a part written for a lot of um yeah. it was more of like she's just a beautiful 
and she gives off a sense of yeah. hope and optimism and Fair in- enough. innocence. Fair enough. Um, animated feature, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Which that was I, fun. Which I haven't seen. Is it good? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I, it's I've not liked, as good as the first one. I like the first one. The second one, I thought, was a sharp drop I think it's a better one than the second one. Oh, okay. I Lost My Body, which I haven't even heard of, the cartoon. Right. Cla- Claws, which I watched the first 20 minutes and was bored and stopped watching okay. it. Okay. Have you seen it? No. Missing Link, which I liked. That's uh, good. Stop Motion. Yeah. I gave 7 out of 10. But. Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4. No N- questions. Yeah, 9 out of 10. It's got to get it. Uh, snubbed, people are saying Frozen 2 was what? snubbed. Yeah. No, now, actually, I would put Frozen 2 before uh, before the dragon one. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it. But, but no, come on. Cinematography, you got Irishman, you got Joker, you got Lighthouse. Okay, but see, I would, I would consider that. Yeah. 1917 and Once Upon, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You got to give it to 1917. I mean, okay. the cinematography yeah. is all over that all right, movie. All right, all right, Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, the best documentary feature. Oh, sorry. But you can imagine them giving it to the lighthouse. You could. Yeah. Well. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. I mean, it's harder to predict cinematography Well, like sometimes. that movie they gave the Oscar to that was silent and in black and white. That was, they gave best movie. Right. The, the uh. Oh, I hated the that cartoonist, movie. the comedian, the uh, yeah, the something. God, yeah. I hated that movie. Uh, best documentary feature: you got uh, American Factory, which I haven't seen. The Cave, which I haven't seen. <laughs> the Edge of Democracy, which I haven't seen. <laughs> but, you know, and for Sama, which I haven't seen. I have seen Honeyland, uh, which is about Macedonia. Yeah, beautiful little documentary. Jeez, man. Um, the problem that I was, I was, I was, because I usually I see most of the yeah, documentaries. Yeah, usually see more. Yeah. But and then I was like, but didn't I see some amazing documentaries in 2019? And yes, I did. You did. Uh, Apollo 11 wasn't nominated. Okay. Everyone loves that documentary. Okay. And then I started looking at the other documentaries that I loved. Leaving Neverland. Oh my God, that was not right. But it's episodic. Oh, it doesn't count. Even though Leaving Neverland is, I think, two episodes. Fudge. And but isn't the Irishman two episodes? No. No. I mean, it's. It, but interestingly, <sighs> Leaving Neverland is probably only like a half an hour longer than the Irishman. The U.S. gymnastics documentary. Fudge. Uh, Tell me who I am. The Elizabeth Holmes documentary yeah. and the Bikram documentary. All are not included because they're more than they're one episodic. episode. They need to change that or they need to add a yeah. category. You know, the way the Golden Globes does different categories for, yeah. you know, TV shows and series, I think we need that because yeah. I don't, because th- the fact that you're leaving out some um, of the best documentaries. Yeah. Uh, just because they had more than one episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's dumb. Uh, let's see. Or oh, they need to start a new award show for. Sh- Episodic shit. Uh, original song. We have uh, Toy Story 4, Rocket Man, Breakthrough, which I don't even know. Wait, why original song uh, for Rocket Man? I'm gonna love. I'm gonna love me again. You know, oh, there was a. They right. wrote. They wrote another. They wrote another. Yeah, okay. uh, what's his? You know, Elton. Elton and yeah. what's his face? Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. Um, and I think they won the Golden Globe for that okay. song. Uh, Frozen 2 and Harriet all have original songs. Frozen 2, I will say. Now, when I first watched it, I didn't 
think the music was as strong. There are a couple of songs that are really strong in that. Okay. You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Visual effects, we got Endgame, Irishman, 1917, The Lion King, which we haven't even talked about yet. Have oh, you yeah. have you seen it? No. Uh, I thought it was okay. Okay. You know, it was a little... Same story? Exactly the same, same for the most... I mean, it's tweaked in a way that might annoy people. Okay. It's a little weird because it's like, why did we want to remake it? You know? Yeah, Because right. it's, it's not like they're adding anything to the story. It's the same thing with The Jungle Book. Yeah. It's like, there's already a great one, and you're yeah. not making it any better. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and then Star Wars. That is weird. Uh, these are all uh, visual effects. Who do you want to win? Well, I mean... So, Endgame, Irishman, 1917, Lion King, Wait, what Solace. was it? Oh, any, yeah. I, uh, Visual effects, Oscar. I didn't see 1917, but I would probably be fine if they gave it to Endgame, I suppose. It had a lot of really cool stuff in it. Yeah, it's sort of interesting, because the Irishman, I'm assuming, is only, docu- is only uh, nominated because of, of that stuff. the de-aging, yeah, which wasn't I, even I mean, that great. great but, I but it was cutting edge. For yeah, sure. The sure. fact that it looked okay to you means, yeah. you know, yeah. that they pulled it off well enough. It's hard to, you know, I wouldn't mind 1917 getting it because it has yeah. old school visual effects. You know, because when, yeah. when we think visual effects now, we think cartoon. And that's a good point, yeah. And 1917 does a lot of visual effects with, like, real things. Um, <laughs> the Lion King, I'm sure, will not get it because everyone hated that. Or people <laughs> didn't love that movie. Yeah. So I have a hard time imagining that winning. Star Wars, I have a hard time imagining that winning as well. Uh, I don't. And was there? I mean, while we were watching that movie, I don't remember feeling like, well, okay, if they did one thing, is that they really upped the game on the special effects? I mean, there were some scenes, you know, that were pretty amazing, like the, the all the star de- battle in the water or something, and all the star destroyers in the sky. Like, there's some. See, I didn't like that. Oh, I didn't like that because that was a copy paste. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose, I suppose that's true. All right, interesting facts. Let's close out with that. So Netflix took how many Oscar nominations Ooh, this year? Uh, 20. 24. <laughs> Whoa. I'm surprised you guessed that high. Well, I, I just because I've been hearing the buzz about how much oh, they've been. Mostly for Marriage Story, The Two Popes, and yeah. The Irishman, yeah. which is pretty amazing because you have Scorsese, right. you have Jesus. Noah Baumbach. Yeah. Both movies that were released on Netflix. Yeah. They only put it in the movies so it would qualify for the Oscars. It's crazy because think of what Netflix started as. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, essentially, it's as weird as if Blockbuster, yeah. the, the, the yeah. brick and mortar, had 24 Oscar nominations, yeah. <laughs> um, which I just love. Which, by the way, don't you think they'd, they'd be kicking themselves right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know if you know, remember this, but Blockbuster tried to come out with a Netflix... Yes. service at, as they were getting beat out by yes. Netflix. Because at first they totally dismissed Netflix. Yeah, and I actually switched uh, for a while to Blockbuster to Blockbuster because they also had video games. Oh. Because um, Netflix has never let you... Uh, yeah, you know, that's the, not been their... Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, most nominations, you got... Wh- who do you think has the most nominations? Of a person? Uh, of the movies. Oh, of the movies. Uh, I think you told me... Uh, uh, it's kind of surprising. Wait, wasn't it Joker? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joker. Joker with 11. So that's kind of surprising, right? Yeah. It's like, huh? Yeah, and then you is. have uh, 10. You have Irishman in 1917. You have Once Upon a Time in Nine. Hollywood. And then you have six with uh, Little Women and Parasite. 
I'm glad um, Little Women's getting so many. So 63% of the movie nominations went to the nine Best Picture nominees. Wow. So this is an increase from five years ago where it was 47. So I see. Uh, fewer movies are getting more of the Oscar yeah. nominations. Um, one actor of color was nominated. Do you remember which one that was? One? Yeah. One actor of color. <laughs> does Antonio Banderas count? Oh, well, so he doesn't because he's, he's white. white. He's yeah. white Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the Harriet actress. Oh, the Harriet actress. Oh, uh, that's only one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, in the past three years, uh, we've had a lot of wins for yeah. people of color. Do you remember who those people were? Uh, I mean, the guy, the Get Out, right? Uh, no. No one won from Get Out? I don't think... Was, Nothing? No, yeah. No one won from Black Panther? No. Nothing? Denzel Washington won for when he was a lawyer. That I can't remember that movie. Okay. Viola De- Davis won oh, right. for the movie with Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mahershala Ali won for uh, uh, Moonlight. Moon, oh, right, Moonlight. Elizia um, Aprecio for um, Which was that the one? movie you love. The, Mother? No. What? Um, the movie I hated and everyone else loved and you loved. Oh, what Roma. was that? Oh, Roma, yes! Isn't that where she's from? Yeah. And then Regina King, which I'm, I'm forgetting where she was from. So... It, you know, hmm. after all this Oscar so white and then the kind of yeah. uh, adjustment, um, we're kind of back, just didn't care. <laughs> we're, we're back to Oscar so white. Yeah. But I think it's kind of like an anomaly. Um, now, we can't say Bong Joon-ho is a person of color. Yeah, that's right. Um, for director, but not for actors. Yeah. I think it's just kind of an anomalous year yeah. where we, for, I think, random reasons, I think next year we'll have... And if things are trending in the direction, yeah. we're going to have a lot more people of color yeah. that will have, you know, performances Hopefully. that will be the gift bags that people get. You know how they give yeah, yeah. gift bags. Guess how much it's it's valued at. Oh, my God. Like five thousand dollars. One hundred and fifty grand. Wait, no fucking way. Yeah. A hundred and fifty thousand dollar gift bag to the nominees. Oh my God! Yeah. How many nominees? I don't know, but that's a ridiculous number. Yeah, is that the highest it's been? Probably. So what's just? There's a list of what's inside. Six luxury getaway experiences and spa trips. So like you know trips, six trips for oh like God. you plus three or something. Which Tw- is funny because it's like these people don't have that much free time, by the way, <laughs> and they have a, plenty of money. Yeah, uh, twenty five thousand dollars worth of cosmetics procedures. Okay, which is like, hey, actor, <laughs> you need some work. Uh, bulletproof doors. Wait, bulletproof doors. Okay. Yeah, so you get like a coupon yeah, to have a bulletproof, bulletproof doors. door installed in your car. Okay, in case you get shot at. Okay. A cannabis-infused chocolate tasting for eight people. What? Because, you know, weed's legal in California now. Um, After we legalized it first, not Colorado, we were tied for first with Colorado. (laughs) Colorado gets all the love. (laughs) Colorado, first place. No. Washington Washington. State and Colorado passed the law at the same exact time. We are progressive, too. We are number one as well. (laughs) Uh, There's booze, of course. A 24-karat gold vape pen. Jeez, what's 
the deal with the pot? <laughs> yeah. Matchmaking services. Wait, is vaping for pot or for cigarettes? Both. Oh, okay. And for, you know, just okay. random things. And matchmaking services and other kinds of things. Okay. Wow. Um, Joe Pesci has the record for the most years in between two nominations as an actor. My cousin Benny. <laughs> uh, good, good fellas. Okay, an Irishman, twenty nine years. Wow. Um, Al Pacino is second <clears throat> with what? Do you what? Do you remember him being? Uh, when, when was the last time Al Pacino was was nominated? Heat. Nope. Really? Before that? Holy crap! Not long before that. Hmm. Once I say, you'll be like, oh yeah, of course. Y- you probably don't like this movie. The devil one, the no, that's a, not a bad uh, guess. I really like that movie. That, I, I like that movie. That was a Devil's Advocate. Devil's Advocate with uh, Neo. I had yeah. that on tape. I watched that a billion times. I like that. Um, booyah! Oh yeah, right where he's blind. Yeah, scent of a woman, which I didn't see. Yeah. Oh, you didn't see but it. But I, 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 I didn't want to see it because it, it anno- the previews annoyed me. <laughs> uh, Anthony Hopkins. So there's a lot of people who have been nominated this year who were nominated a long time ago. Do you know what Anthony Hopkins was uh, nominated for 22 years ago? Uh, the one Remains of the Day? No, that's a good guess. Uh, I mean, he might have been nominated for that. Okay, then the Tolkien. The the, the one where he plays... Before uh, that. Not Tolkien, but the other guy. This, uh, is, a, um, this is actually a, a, one of the lesser-known Spielberg movies. Oh. You probably don't even remember it. You might have not even seen it. Wow. Amistad. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh. That's the slaving ship one? Yeah. Yeah. Where they rebel. And okay. Tom Hanks was nominated 19 years ago last time for what movie? But big movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, where he, but pre- he didn't win, right? Like, uh, that's the one. Where- I don't know. He might not have won. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He's basically the only actor in this movie. That's a big hint. Yeah, yeah. Um, the in, isn't he the one where he's trapped in the airport or something? Oh no, that's that's actually. That's oh no, 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 no. Castaway, Castaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Castaway. No, he didn't win, but he was nominated because okay. his wins were. Uh, Philadelphia Forrest, Story and uh, Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. Hmm. Kathy Bates was nominated 17 years ago. You'll never get this. About Schmidt in 2002. Renee Zellweger was nominated for what 16 years ago? Shut up. 2003. She was nominated? Yeah. For the Bridget Jones Diary. No. <laughs> Actually, this is a really great movie. It has... Okay. Uh, t- it's about the Civil War. Oh. It has, um, she's in the movie, I think, with Nicole Kidman. No way. And with um, uh, Jude Law. Huh. Ringing a bell? Cold Mountain. Oh, Cold Mountain was good. Yeah, yeah. She's in there. I like that movie. 14 years ago, Charlize Theron was nominated, 2005. I don't know if you've seen this movie. uh, No, uh, close to that time, though. the one where she's a worker? Yeah. In a, yeah. North Country. Good. North Country, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. So Scarlett Johansson is both nominated for Best Actress, Marriage Story, and Best uh, Supporting for Jojo Rabbit. Oh. Can you name any other actor who has gotten both actress, actress and, supporting, and supporting, or you know, actor or supporting at the uh, same time? At the same time in any point in history. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was... Um, Yes, 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 I'd yes, be yes. Hard, I'd be no? really impressed if you... Oh, okay. I thought that. it was someone that we know. Well, it is. All these people you know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You know all these people. Oh. I don't know. I, I thought I knew, but... Let me give you a hint. So, uh, most recent one, 2008, 
um, she, that she she plays Queen Meryl of, Streep. Uh, <laughs> nope, a good guess. Uh, she plays Kathy Bates. Actually, no. Okay, that's a good no, no, guess. not Kathy Bates. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the, the White. The, uh, um, shoot. What is her name? She played Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the year that, yes, I do remember that year. She was nominated for Queen Elizabeth, but she was also nominated for this other movie. For I'm Not There. There. Um, that one. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> um, this actor in 2005, he played a uh, singer and he also played a taxi driver. Ooh, this oh. is a good. This is a good game. I like this. Game. <laughs> you played a singer and a taxi driver. A famous historical singer. In what year? Two thousand five. And 2005. he also played a taxi driver. I'll give you more hints if you need them. Uh, okay, one more hint. And the taxi driver. Well, the singer had a stint in Seattle for a time in his career. Really? Yeah. You might not even know that about this guy. Oh. The taxi driver drives oh, Tom Cruise. Oh, in the one where Tom Cruise has white hair and yeah. he's like an assassin. Oh, yeah. Jay, uh, of course. Jamie Lee Fox. Jamie Lee Fox. <laughs> no. Jamie Fox. Jamie Lee Fox. Jamie Fox. Yeah. And he played Ray, uh, Ray Charles and the taxi driver. Collateral. Yeah, Collateral. Right? It's kind of a weird name, Collateral. 2003, this actress was in a movie that I don't know if you saw and another movie I don't know if you saw. <laughs> Julianne Moore. Far From Heaven and The Hours. Okay. Oh, I did see The Hours. Okay. I love The Hours. 1994, way back when, we have an actress who played across from Anthony Hopkins. Okay. In a very famous Oh, yeah. Movie. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, an actress. Well, yeah. So, Jodie Foster. Uh, no, but that's a good guess. Okay. Uh, I, the other Anthony Hopkins movie that was big back then. Uh, th- was this Anthony Hopkins? I'm wait, wait. pretty sure it was Anthony Hopkins. Wait, wait, wait. So this actress played in some movie. This is hard. This would be hard. Remains of the Day? Yeah, okay. Isn't that Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, that's Anthony Hopkins. And In the Name of the Father, which I which oh. I remember, but... Who's the actress? Uh, Emma Thompson. Oh, Emma Thompson. And The Name of the Father, I think, has Daniel Day-Lewis in yeah. it, if I'm going to say. Um, 1994, also 1994, we have an actress okay. who is in a kind of an odd movie that you actually mentioned okay. earlier. Okay, okay, okay. And oh, the, oh, I know who it is. Helena Bonham Carter. Not no. a bad okay. guess. Not okay. a bad guess. Um, it's a movie about World War II. Okay. And then she's in another movie with Tom Cruise Ooh. where he's a lawyer. Oh, of course. Uh, right. Uh, uh, she's... Okay. She is married to Tom Cruise in The Firm. Uh, Jean, Jean, Jeannie Triplehorn. No, not, not that. Not his wife, I don't think. Oh, and so, then the other movies about World War No, not no. Sorry, the other movie is not about World War II. It's a weird movie about she has a wood finger, and, yeah. and it has um, what's his face okay. in it? The cleaner from but she's married fiction. to Tom Cruise in a lawyer movie. No, I don't think she's married to Tom. Oh, Cruise. she's in the lawyer movie. Yeah, she's in the firm. In the firm, Holly Hunter. Oh, so the piano, right? So Which I hated uh, that movie. Yeah, I I remember <laughs> liking it. I think you know. So here's the thing: if Colin, you're listening this thus far, you know, uh, the piano came out when I was in my twenties, uh-huh. 
And I think there's something in your 20s where you're just looking for something different. Yeah. You know, like you appreciate when they riff on the form. Yeah. And you can follow it, you know. I think that's why I love David Lynch so much in in my 20s. Yeah. And the piano, I think I liked because of that. Uh But if I watched it again today in the way that I watched The Lighthouse, I wonder if it's like, okay, I've sort of been there, done that. (laughs) You know, sort of, I just want like a movie I understand. Um. This actor in 1993, uh, we already have mentioned, okay. who won for Best Actor. Okay. He also won okay. for Best Supporting Actor in one of the best movies of all time, which, oh I, will, which I will give you one hint. In 93? 93, I'll give you one word, leads. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. So um, uh, you're talking about Glengarry Glen Ross, yeah, which is okay. one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh one but, of, the, one but of you're the, saying one of the actors in there. Yeah. Also one. Jack Lemmon. Not, not a bad guess. Okay. Keep, keep going. Well, I mean, Al Pacino? Yeah. Oh, okay. Al Pacino. Okay. For Scent of a Woman. Oh. Glenn and what Gary was Gun, he? Gun, 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 oh, Glenn Gary was 93? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. In my head, that's like the 80s. Yeah. But no. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember watching that movie, you know, because this is back when... You had no idea what a movie was about. No. And you just sort of go to the VHS store. Yeah. And and the VHS stores that I would go to in the early 90s were like like a 7-Eleven kind of yeah. store, you know? And you're just like, okay, I guess we'll watch this one. Yeah. And I remember just being like, oh, my God, this is such a – I'd never been in that world of, like, sales and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually rewatched some part of that movie. It's and and there's one aspect, like, because, you know, it's like a play. It's so small. It's so contained. Yeah. It's almost claustrophobic. Yeah, it's amazing. You don't see the people's houses and things. You're like, except yeah. for that one where they're, but like, it's yeah. such great. Yeah, Ed Harris. Yeah, uh, of course, Alec Baldwin. Um, I actually, I, I, you might be interested. I, you know, we were talking about James Bond, and I was talking about how I didn't, I didn't, I haven't really enjoyed the the new movies with um, what's his face, uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, and. Um, I decided to rewatch. You you say Casino Royale is one of your favorites, right? Yeah. So I decided to start uh, watching again. So I've I've started to rewatch it. Oh, good. Um, it has some dated stuff in it, though, really? and and it's a little silly. Like, like I, I've watched the first I don't know thirty five minutes or something, and this is like the parkour scene where yeah. they're, they're running. It. It's pretty cool, pretty good yeah. action, kind of absurd, but of course James Bond. Sure. James Bond can do it. That's the thing. Um. But then, you know, so this is supposed to be a reboot. We have brand new M. We have brand new Q. And instead of him going back to M's office the way that Bond did always, he his first sort of scene that we see him talking to M, he breaks into M's house, right, and is sitting there on the with a gun. Well, not no, yeah, but he's he's in there because he got in trouble. Because he was trying to extract this, right? He this, wasn't supposed to be in the um, go in the embassy and stuff like that, right? He was supposed to get this guy and extract him because he was part of a bomb uh, making squad right. that was terror. Essentially, he's just trying to get this terrorist. But then he like to, killed a whole bunch of people and caused a whole bunch of right. Mayhem. And then it, there was a picture of it. It was yeah. a news, you know, agent right. did bad thing in Africa, blah blah. blah. And. Instead of just walking into the office like a regular agent would, yeah. since he just became double O, yeah. he's like a very low-level agent, yeah. he breaks into M's condo, waits for her. She comes home, and she's like, not only is she like, you broke into my house, 
you're a shit agent who now has MI6 <laughs> completely on the rocks because of that picture. <laughs> and you're not even supposed to know who I am. That's why we use M is to protect my an- anonymity. Oh, I never knew that. You're not even supposed to. She's like, how did you even know my name? She, yeah. she asked him. So right away, it's like they're throwing away the whole. Oh. And, and plus, like, what's the motivation for James Bond to do this? Because he's a badass. But she could have easily just been like, uh, rogue agent, kill him. He's breaking into my but house. But she knows how good he is. It's like the star football player. But they don't establish that. You know what I mean? Like, we're supposed to be going back to the beginning of his, of his career. They established it because we've seen all the other James Bond. All right. <laughs> it's just kind of like, it, it's just hard. You know, you, you just see the writing behind it where you just can tell, like, the writers are like, well, we don't want to just have this tough guy walk into his office like a cuck he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna break listen, in listen you're trying to explain to a six-year-old that santa claus doesn't exist <laughs> all right 1989 this actress won two oscars or was nominated for best asterisk best actress and best supporting uh, for two movies 89. one movie is a is a movie about I, I i think it's a recreation of uh jane goodall and then a, oh, yeah. another movie. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, what's her name? Alien. Yeah. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. For Gorillas in the Mist. Mist, yeah. And also for Working Girl. Oh, I didn't see that. Which I barely remember. And I think it has, um, what's her face in it? Uh, uh, Don Johnson's wife, isn't she? In Melanie that? Griffith? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All the way back to 1983, the very first time someone was nominated for two of Let's the- Let's skip all the way down to 1983. Yeah. Okay. And this actress- was nominated for Best Supporting. A lot of actresses. Yeah. For a movie that is about someone who, a man who dresses up as a woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so. She's a, the main. Liberace or Ed Wood or. No. Okay. Um, Eight, early 80s. Was, oh, Kiss of the Spider Woman. No. Um, <laughs> oh, like a serious movie? Comedy. Oh, uh the Dustin Hoffman yeah. in uh oh okay um uh it's Tootsie yeah and she is what's the other movie I don't know the okay. other movie I'll just give you other it's called Francis Oh, uh, no I don't remember Jessica Lange oh Jessica Lange yeah she was huge yeah she was in the early eighties yeah yeah so that was a fun game yeah I like that game so we're hoping that. Uh, I hope Little Women wins. I wouldn't mind if Jojo Rabbit wins or the or Joker wins. Yeah, you know it's funny. I wouldn't. This is the first year that there are most of these Best Picture noms. I would not mind winning. The only one that would bug me would be Ford v Ferrari. Sure, which the, is not gonna the I, which will not win. The Irishman, which could win. But with that, how much would that... That's not an upset like some of those years. Well, last year with uh, the... Yeah, what was last year? The the movie the movie about uh, Viggo Mortensen driving uh, Mahersha Ali around. Oh, Green right. Green Book. Green Book. But see, I like that movie. I mean, I did too. But it wasn't... It shouldn't have won Best Oscar. But it should not picture. have won Best Oscar. Best picture, yeah, yeah, I mean, 2019 yeah. Oscar. That's best. a good point. Best Picture nominees were... But there's still been some some worse upsets before. Uh, let's see. The Favorite, I thought, was amazing. 
I mean, Black the Panther... The favorite was my favorite. Yeah. Black Panther could have won. No, it shouldn't have won. Well. I didn't like it that much. Well, it's actually when you... So when you look at this list, you have Green Book, you have Bohemian Rhapsody, nope. which would nope. not, which Ooh. would never win. The favorite, which should yes. have won, but Ooh. you understand why it doesn't because I it's guess. too artsy for people, I guess. Black Panther would never win because one, I don't think it was the best picture, and two, it's a you know, it's a superhero movie. Black Klansman was a great movie. It's okay, but yeah. you could understand why the voters. Right, you're right. They're not as strong. Vice uh, was also a pretty good movie, yeah. but no, you, a, you, a Stars Born and Roma. Okay, Roma. But you I understand why. Roma. But you understand why that didn't win because it, you know, yeah. it's not less standard. But you're right. Like this year, there's more movies where you're like, okay, I see why. Okay, I see why. That's like two years yeah. ago. Two years uh, ago was strong. Dude. Did you win? La- you you I won did. last year, and I think you won two years. No, no, no. You didn't win two years ago. I did. You came in second two years ago. No, I remember? I won because of the upset. Because the, I went with Moonlight. No, that was that was three years ago. Oh. Um, Wait, what was... So two years ago was Shape of Water. Oh, yeah. I didn't... So two years ago was... Oh, that's that's the one that I was so upset about. Yeah. Darkest Hour, Dunkirk. Oh, my God. Those are... Phantom Thread, which is a great movie. I mean, there were some amazing movies. Three Billboards, Get Out. All of those should have won over Shape of Water. Uh, Right. The Post, which, meh. Call Me By Your Name, which is amazing. And Lady Bird, which is amazing. All of those. Yeah. The Shape of Water was like the safe one. Green Book was the safe one. So if we go with a safe one oh, this year, it's probably 1917. 1917. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, a good but point. But 1917 isn't as safe. But Moonlight was not safe. Right. Um, La La Land was safe. But yeah. They, but they went with, with Moonlight. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, like... So 1917 the, is safe, but it's not nearly as safe as Green Book and The Shape of Water. Fair enough. So if we go with the non-safe one, it could be Joker. Could be Joker. I'm going Joker. Yeah. But I'm not going to tip my hand. Maybe but, I'm going but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a movie about old Hollywood and old white guys <laughs> are going to reward lo- them. Yeah. They, but it's Quentin. But he's won two Oscars before. What, what, what Oscars did he win? Uh, screenplay For Oscars. True Romance? Or? No. No. Uh, for um, for Django Unchained. Oh right, right, right. And for Pulp Fiction, I believe. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But he's never won Best Director. No, or Best Picture. Or best from picture. what I understand, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're ready. I don't. It's too soon for them. Yeah. Um, I think I have it written down here. Yeah, he won for uh, screenplay for Pulp Fiction, Django Unchained. Um, he's been nominated though for other movies as, as well. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Birdo. So that was our deep dive into two and a half. Hour. You nice. know, I, I posted, I was talking on YouTube live recently and I was like, um, they were asking what episodes do you have coming up? And I'm like, well, there's an episode coming up in which Birdo and I talk for three hours about monogamy or something. like that. <laughs> and I'm like, Man, three hours, like, that's brutal. I'm sorry we did that to you. And there were, you know, a good amount of people are like, we love the long episodes. And I have to say, for the podcast that I love, I love the long yeah. ones. Because there's a, a theme, you know, if you're not meandering too much. Well, that's one of my frustrations with a lot of the channels I like on YouTube, is that they're shorter. Hmm. And when 
when they're when the whole point is the visuals, I actually kind of like them shorter and stuff. But when I want to want to listen to interesting topics, I don't want to keep having to pick a new video. I just want to set it and forget it for like two hours. Well, if you're listening out there, you said it and you and forgot you it. Got it. <laughs> and please take care of yourself because you deserve it. 